the low life podcast um i am your justified and ancient old man coin ops here with scum hello and shadow link greetings if he see there he is all right i was getting worried <laughs> we, we've had some weird luck with this uh, the last couple of uh, episodes so oh boy um yeah we got a lot to get into today so let's uh we're gonna do the bad news first and by bad news, I mean worse news, and this is, it's yeah. some heartbreaking shit. The worst. So, yeah, go go ahead, hit pause, go outside, uh, just you know, look at the sky, look at the trees, and then uh, yeah, take a yeah. acid, something like that. I'm not sure. Mm. No, just, go, just go show them. Don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no. The former, yes. The latter, not so much. Um, yeah, just, 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 <laughs> just breathe. Just breathe. Maybe and, a Xanax. Uh, so what, what Xanax do we got? Be <laughs> Xanax. Oh, God. <laughs> we're, we're at that point. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, it's yeah. like a Xanax just, and a laxative. Just numb yourself. Oh, God. We need, we need anesthesia. <laughs> yes, you need, to, you need to steal yourself for this. So. Yeah, yeah no, scum. It sucks. So I had the bright idea of being like, hey, what's going on in India? And, quote, we are witnessing a crime against humanity, unquote. Mm. Uh all right. That's bad. So I did not prepare myself for starting. So, okay. I'm going to link to this on, I hope we're going to link to this somehow. Yeah, because, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, there's a wonderful article on The Guardian by Arundhati Roy. <laughs> She's a phenomenal, writer. yeah, phenomenal writer, phenomenal author, phenomenal journalist, doesn't give a fuck. And she wrote a very detailed accounting of what is happening right now in India due to their glorious leader and uh, and the coronavirus. And, quote, I'm going to be taking, there's going to be a lot of quotes, because she's a far better writer than all of us. And uh, (laughs) I took a lot of snippets from me. Yeah, we're just going to go through this whole article. Not going to dispute it. Yeah. Yeah. Modi's, quote, Modi spoke at a time when people in Europe and the U.S. were suffering through the peak of the second wave of the pandemic. He had not one word of sympathy to offer. Only a long, gloating boast about India's infrastructure and COVID preparedness. I Mm. downloaded this speech because I fear that when history is rewritten by the Modi regime, as it soon will be, it might disappear and become hard to find. Here are some of the priceless snippets. Quote, and before, okay, I wanted to read that before I go into, I'm going to read a few bits of, of what Modi was saying about like, the India's because yeah we we should probably give the rundown on Narendra Modi real yeah, quick that, uh, for yep. people who aren't you know yep, tuned yep. into world world news so Narendra so, Narendra Modi is a piece of shit mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he is. Yeah. And, I, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So, oh man, this goes back so far. Okay. So I'm just going to give you quick points yeah. of the, current, the current ruling political party in India. And it is the, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but you know what? Fuck them is the Bharatiya Janata party, which is basically their right wing nationalist Hindu, Hindu nationalist. That's the important part. Hindu nationalist party. Yeah. They have their roots in a far older organization dating back from India's war, like independent, like conflicts of independence with Britain called the RSS. Now, they, the RSS, are okay. They are they are not like Western fascists. They are, however, fascists, but they are not mm. Nazis. They just look like them, and yeah. they are very much for Hindu nationalism. And which excludes Muslims who are, have a large population in India and who've been persecuted for many, 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 many years, often getting hacked apart with machetes, largely just because they're Muslim and everyone hates everyone for dumb reasons. Right. And this party yeah, right. is where, my, I, what was it? I was just going to say, go ahead. Isn't Islam like the largest religion in the world? And why did, why does everybody hate Muslims? so much i, I just don't get it everybody I hates mean, everybody for dumb fucking reasons it literally yeah. does not matter <laughs> well, dude, I, I was raised catholic and i got i got so many beefs i got so many yeah. beefs you know like <laughs> we, that's a that's a whole nother episode on a whole nother podcast you know like, i'm just saying i mean fucking why well, you know what it is is we do this we paint in you know fucking large swat you know strokes you know what i mean like yeah. we 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 think that like people are monolithic in a way you talk about like black yeah. people and you think all black people are the same. And it's like, that's not true. That's not, that the is case. not you know, no. especially the fucking more you meet people, the more you realize like your worldview is honestly I'm just, just, I'm just saying the kind of person that thinks that all people of the same groups are alike, right. uh, like people in the same group are the same. That's, that's just fascist thinking right there. That's what well, it mean, is. Because yeah, it's, it, it's reduction. It it's reductionist yeah. to like a ridiculous yeah. degree. Like you, you're literally actively in your mind turning people into parodies. You know, yeah. like, and it's not it's like, the case, man. Like, it's because they think <clears throat> that society is a machine and that we're yeah. all just cogs. I mean, we all are all just cogs in the system, but like, right. I mean, they think that your explicit yeah. purpose as a human being is to be a cog. God. Ugh. Well, yeah, but then there's also Fucking. shit like you know fucking the way alex jones is always trying to he never just says islam he says radical Islam like all the time yep it's always that it's always that it's yeah. always that and you know that sort yeah. of repetition paints the picture that it's just islam is nothing but radical and i, I don't know man yeah. i've known tons of muslims and they're fucking cool like we've had a blast yeah. and hung out and yeah. shit was cool i i know I'm, I'm close to a couple of people who would be considered sikh and they're fucking fun they're like really fun uh, because they drink, man. Oof, yeah, <laughs> like it. But it's it just people are interesting. And I think generally speaking, most people are actually good. But we are constantly giving air to dipshits because it, like their motivations fascinate us. And we don't know how to say that. So because you get a Trump yeah. on TV or a Modi that gets into power or something like that, it's only because it's like you're an anomaly. Let's see what you do. And it's not a good way to pick leaders. 
Oh yeah, you know? no. It's it, it, to the point where Not like Modi went back when he was like chief. Back when Modi was chief minister, it was he was totally. There was a really terrible massacre that happened mm-hmm. at least I think about almost a decade ago of Muslims, yeah. and he was like. It was the killing of what was it? It was retaliation for the killing of like fifty-two Hindu pilgrims, mm-hmm. and their bright idea was let's form another mob. Oh, okay. And so they just basically everyone just massacred each other. Mm-hmm. And Modi was like, "Cool, that's." <laughs> and again, this is a dumb American's summary of these events, but right. this is like where yeah. Modi is coming from. So I'm going to quote what Modi had said after India, who had the fiercest lockdown in the world. People had four hours of notification before it happened. Migrant workers were trapped in like Delhi for days mm-hmm. and, and couldn't go anywhere, like to the outside villages, outside of the yeah. cities. Hundreds died due to this lockdown. And, yeah. no, and no one gave a shit because they're all migrant workers from the villages. But I'm going to quote his quote, what he said about the world. Quote, friends... I have brought the message of confidence, positivity, and hope from 1.3 billion Indians amid these times of apprehension. It was predicted that India would be the most affected country from corona all over the world. It was said that there would be a tsunami of corona infections in India. Somebody said 700 to 800 million Indians would get infected, while others said 2 million Indians would die. Friends, it would not be advisable to judge India's success with that of another country. End quote. So let's. I've been checking the numbers. uh, uh, Yeah. I've been checking the numbers. And uh, what was it? As of the time I checked, it was 20.3 million cases, Hmm. 16.6 million recovered, 222,000 deaths, actual numbers unknown. We have no idea because many people are. Many people are just dying in places where we don't know. And the large mm-hmm. reason for this was two super spreader events that happened in India. Mm-hmm. One was a religious fe- Hindu religious festival. And yeah. w- and the other was a political rally for Modi. Was that that, that one uh, where they go to the, the Ganges? Yes. Oh. And those oh, were man. two super spreader events oh. basically back to back because everyone so was like, people. we did. Yeah. An unimaginable. It's like New York, but worse. It's, <laughs> it's the way I like to look at it because it's like, it's so many people. It's ridiculous. So, so many, many people. people. And the virus and mutated and I'm sure is in done all of these things and just spread. And because everyone was celebrating the fact that they beat Corona, which isn't how viruses work. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Even after inhumanitarian, like, I love how shitty this dude is because he had a lockdown, which was supposed to help, but even that killed people. Yeah. And it's, that's incredible to me. That's in, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, well, well I, we, who hasn't been doing that though? Like, it, it's like, everybody's like, Oh, we got it under control. No, mm-hmm. not until you're like, Oh, we passed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're not past it. It's all these motherfuckers. And they're the same, the same ones, like the loudest ones who are trying to get shit reopened are the exact same ones who are trying to, you know, they're always saying, uh, talking shit about how like, you know, our generation was like the participation trophy. It's like, first of all, you fucking handed those out. <laughs> Second of all, the lesson that, you know, we were supposed to have been taught is you don't get the ice cream cone if you don't win the baseball game. And we have by no means like gotten to the end of this fucking baseball game. Like we're in the yeah. third inning. And people don't want to come to terms with that. They're trying to mm-hmm. rationalize with it and fucking reason with it and be like, well, I was good. You only have to be wrong once. Like, that's the thing. And it's not 
it's not about whether you die from it. It's almost worse to survive it because of like, just the, what they're showing with the neurological damage. Now they're talking mm-hmm. about the vascular damage it does from the spike proteins. It's like, you don't want it. You don't want it. You know what I mean? And my, yeah. I will take my odds. I got vaccinated, man. I'll, I'll fucking take my odds with that. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm seeing yeah, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. There seems to work. It, it, yeah. Even if there is a uh, microchip embedded into it. I mean, first of all, first like, of all, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a really stupid. That's such a stupid conspiracy theory, because if the government wanted to chip you, they would have done it already. Yeah. You're like, carrying you a even phone know. around. Yeah, like you're you're I mean, gonna you're gonna comment on Twitter like to this statement by like yeah. using your tracking device. Okay, so imagine, like let's get over that. Imagine fucking car. Imagine monitoring somebody twenty four seven with a microchip. It would just be people jerking off like constantly. Oh, yeah. so it's kind of that's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. I can't, I'm getting mine today, and I'm like I'm getting oh, my, my I'm getting my microchip today, and I'm like, hey, fuck you, Bill Gates. Here, watch this. How many, how many steps did you get on your fucking <laughs> Apple Watch? Oh God! So, skeet, skeet. Anyway, so, so sorry. Oh, uh, God, we gotta like this. We gotta like this. Listeners, please understand that we are going to just spiral off into weird levity because we're it's still a, trying to wrap our fucking brains around. It's a trauma. Like, this is, yeah, it's yeah. not. Nothing is funny. It's I just, cried during researching this. A yeah, couple times. Yeah. It's yeah. Let's get. Oh back. no, I I read this I'm article a, once and I can't recall mm-hmm. it. I've like actively repressed it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just going into this blind because, <sighs> goddamn, everything is already really depressing. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, so, I'm sorry. I, I mean, well, that's why we're going to yeah. start here because it can only go up from there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. It, so I'm going to dive back into the. Uh, I get, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, please, please. I'm going to dive back okay. into the article. So this is Roy. Friends called uh, talking about friends with Modi. Quote: This is from this is Roy talking. Friends mm-hmm. call with stories about wards with no staff and more dead patients than live ones. People are dying at hospital corridors, on roads, and in their homes. Crematoriums in Delhi have run out of firewood. The forest department has had to Hold give... Hold on. Think about that for a fucking second. Yep. Holy shit. In, like, it, yeah, in what the, has yeah. to have gone wrong that you... Oh my god. Oh my God! All right, sorry. Desperate people are using whatever kindling they can find, and in the Hindu faith, it's required that your body is burned. So that's why oh. there are pictures of. If you're wondering why there's like tons of pictures of like smoke everywhere in funeral pyres, it's it's because of that. It's like they need this is something that has to happen. The Muslim population they they have graveyard. Basically, I can't, I can't remember the word. I'm sorry, but they have graveyards, and the Hindu mm-hmm. population they use fire. They cremate their mm-hmm. dead, and it's required. And yeah. so this is why they're going into like forest reserves and whatnot to do this because there's so many uh i need to keep going the forest department has had to give special permission for the felling of city trees desperate people are using whatever kindling they can find parks and car parks are being turned into cremation grounds it's as if there's an invisible ufo parked in our skies sucking air out of our lungs an air rate of a kind we've never known all right Buckle up for this. Oxygen is the new currency on India's morbid new stock exchange. Senior politicians, journalists, lawyers, India's elite are on Twitter pleading for hospital beds and oxygen cylinders. The hidden market for cylinders is booming. Oxygen saturation machines and drugs are hard to come by. Fuck, man. (sighs) The actual. What? What? Jesus. You. 
But you you talk about a dystopia yeah, just being like downtown New York City <laughs> in 2025. You know what I mean? No, that's that's, that's uh, the not, fucking no. premise of Spaceballs is what I'm saying right now. I mean, it's uh, a vacuum cleaner. They, in the- yeah, they have to get goddamn. They have to import oxygen now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, that's, they're, I read somewhere that that's, they're telling uh, them. God they're telling damn. them that they have to secure their own yep. oxygen. They have to bring their own drugs and their own oxygen. And if you can't afford that, then you basically it, you die. And now it's they said it's become it's become whether you live or die isn't so much about like medical care at this point. It's luck and Ugh. money. I yeah. can't even make words, man. Like, and, okay, oh and, get, and hey, do you want it to get better? It doesn't because if you don't live in the city, you live in yeah. more of the rural villages of India who barely have health care, like have anything, oh, yeah. you're yeah. basically mm-hmm. fucked. And there's been no real precautions to like quarantine the cities from what I understand. So people like after, after those two set of super spreader events I mentioned before, people went home to their villages and other places. This is, these are gigantic, unimaginable events, giant. Oh, yeah. And so people, so yeah. they said, we actually have, no, I don't think we have any data for rural India of what's going on. So that's yeah. why the death, any numbers you see for the amount of infection and deaths. It's under reporting. Yeah. Everything. Is I, just I really number. hope that they're, uh, I, I really hope that the, that people in the rural areas there have more sense than people in rural areas here. Uh, I, I, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know. So, I, I mean, that, oh, that's man. one of the problems of trying to cover something from the outside like this. It's like, there's a vibe to where you live, you know, mm-hmm. even city to city. Yeah. And this is an entire like vibe that is a whole culture and like varied religions and extremely diverse yeah. and massive on a scale that we can barely fucking comprehend. Like yeah. it's, it's a huge nation mm-hmm. and it's, it's so many people like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like this I, is, I, I, I feel I bad for talking about it myself because like I'm a dumb fucking American. I don't understand a lot of the cultural nonces and like a lot of things. It's, it's but, literally a bomb going off on the other side of the world that like we're not paying enough yeah. attention to. Oh, well, I gonna, think that's why yeah. we need to talk about this. And at least, you know, we're going through fucking literally one of the best writers on the planet. Like, yeah, you know, if. Yeah. Yeah. She's if anybody was to talk about this, it was going to be her. But also, like, I want you. Yeah. I don't care what country you're sitting in when you're listening to this. I want you to understand that this will affect you in some way. Yeah, I, I don't. It's not mm-hmm. going to be now. It's going to be later. But like, there's yeah. no the amount of infection, the amount of people, and the amount of random mutations that are going to happen to this virus. It's going to affect you, and I'm sorry. That's just yeah. how it is right now. Anyway, get, um, your, yeah. get your fucking booster shots if you can. Yeah, man. get like, vaccinated. Uh, yeah. I hope it helps. Do them shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on April twenty yeah. on April twenty second. People were getting flown to private hospitals. They were being turned away. Uh, 20 more patients died on April 24th. Died of auction supplies were low. That same day, quote, I'm quoting Roy now. That same day in the Delhi High Court, Tushar Mehta, don't care if I pronounce that right, he's a piece of shit. India's Solicitor General, speaking for the government of India, said, quote, let's try not to be a crybaby. So far, we have ensured that no one in the country was left without oxygen. Yeah, so that's there. That's I, the, that's India's government. Okay, right now. I understand teabagging now don't. on a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like I don't understand. Like, oh my god, 
Mm. I just. Oh. I'm trying Don't to be a crybaby, guys. Yeah, trying to think of something intelligent to say um, here that isn't just basically, you know, one long syllable. I mean, a pounding yeah. sound. Uh, maybe this guy should be, you know, P- punched a lot. He dies slowly, roasted. <laughs> it's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, man! And that—that's just uh-huh. this attitude of just trying to bargain with a. Fucking existential threat is hilarious and tragic, and this is this is how it plays out. Like you can't. Oh my god, the air can kill you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just, yeah. I mean, it can't. This is if this you fuck around worse than Beijing. I this yeah, is worse than Beijing. Yeah, uh-huh. they have to strap fucking like uh, fan filters uh-huh. or like car car air filters to their fans in uh-huh. order to get all the shit out of the air in their own apartments. Mm -hmm. That's how bad the pollution is there. Right. Uh And this is just the fact that you literally have to, that oxygen, what most of us know as a free resource that can't, that has been replenished in the past that we're breathing right now, you know, like, yeah. uh, Oh, and they just they don't have it, and that's that is that is mind boggling to me because I feel like that has never happened before, ever, in the history I, of mankind. Like, yeah. you oh. think we would have like logistics figured out by now? You know, like yeah. we we've had trade forever, and but that's we now have the thing. very nimble you know, methods of getting things to where people need them. We can do it. Yeah. It's just, there's no fucking profit in it. Oh, I, oh. we're going to get, or I'm actually no, about I to mean, talk about that. Oh, well, oh, there. God. Oh God. I guess it gets better from here, guys. Oh, Buckle cap- up. Capitalism. Right. Capitalism is the bane of human life and hope. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and oh. dipping, dipping back into the article. So this is Roy. Anyway, what about the vaccines? Sure, they'll save us. Isn't India a vaccine powerhouse? In fact, the Indian government is entirely dependent on two manufacturers, the Serum Institute of India, SII, and Bharat Biotech. Both are being allowed, <clears throat> excuse me, both are being allowed to roll out two of the most expensive vaccines in the world to the poorest people in the world. Wait, wait. Expensive implies that unlike here, where I just rolled into a fucking grocery store and got a shot and a coupon for groceries, they're going to have to pay for their shots? Well, this is the thing. It's not free. It's free to you. But the people who are giving it to you, like in my case, Rite Aid, they have Mm -hmm. to buy vaccine from the manufacturer. And this is the same here because, quote, again, Roy, this week they announced that they'll sell to private hospitals at a slightly elevated price and to state governments at a somewhat lower price. Back back of the envelope calculations show the vaccine companies are likely to make obscene profits. So what it is is that your vaccine isn't technically free because the because well no 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 but I did not exchange currency for it. I showed did, up. Yeah, you didn't know, but right. the place that's supplying it to you did, and that's the same. Sure. I, I, it's apparently the same case over there. Is you have companies that manufacture it and then sell it to say, in this case, private hospitals, and they give it to you. But the thing uh, is, this is a situ- 
essentially this is a situation in which the uh, pharmaceutical companies can hold the economy hostage. Right. The population hostage. Right, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because they have insurmountable leverage. Yeah, but it, yeah, in India's case, there's like a black market now because people, I I don't know if I would call it a black market, but it's like people have to pay for vaccine. And again, this is the poorest, one of the poorest nations on earth. And I mean, Jesus God. Yeah. Well, like here, even in the last day or two, uh, the fucking Biden administration went ahead and said, yeah, you can't like you got to open up that that patent on this virus or this vaccine, you fucks. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's what Jonas Salk did. You know, that's like why we don't have polio. Yeah. That's why polio is a joke in FDR American badass. Okay. (laughs) You find out FDR got it from a werewolf. Like it's a great movie, but it's, but you know, he, he wanted to give it to the fucking world because he wanted the world to be here. I can't understand these assholes who were just like, well, we're going to get profits all the time forever and ever. Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to not like shareholders. I, I'm just oh, getting just to, starting to hate you. I mean, like, <laughs> well, no, you know, you, you, you levy your your you know fucking problems at the top, like and you could you see how they move and stuff like that, and you re- realize yeah. who they're beholden to, and who they're beholden to is that whole like that fucking decades old bumper sticker. You know, never underestimate the stupidity of people in large groups. And it doesn't matter whether they're going to Sturgis or they're going to the Ganges or they're going to fucking their shareholder meetings. Like it's just, yeah, we're a hive mind somehow and it's not Capitalism working is, for, and it's a bad hive mind. It's, it's, it yeah. has one motive. Everybody is so fucking self-centered. It has one everybody, motive. Yeah. Everybody. It's Single issue. the way that this, that the world the world leans on capitalism so much because the way we are taught to behave mm-hmm. is to look out for ourselves, to try and get more constantly. And when that mentality transfers over to people who already have a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they they never ask themselves how much is enough. They just have to keep moving forward and getting oh, yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And did you say that photograph? That is why the Ouroboros, I mean, it's just the Ouroboros is what it is. Did you We're see just, that, that yeah. photograph of that, like, uh, yacht moving through a Dutch canal? And the yacht was taller <laughs> than any of the buildings around it? Oh, God. That's yeah. basically what it is. It's funny you said hive mind, because I've heard the theory that capitalism is basically an AI. It's just one that lives inside <laughs> oh, of yeah. us, because it defends yeah. itself. Because whenever you bring up capitalism bad, people freak the fuck out. And it's like, yeah, no, it really yeah. broken is because it's something that spreads to countries where the idea of capitalism was a foreign well, Most thing. capitalists don't even there's have any a... fucking capital. Like they yeah. work there. You sign well, the back some... of the check. You know what I mean? Like you don't, yeah. you don't sign the front. Like, Oh my fucking God. No. Uh, anyway. Any... There's um. Mm-hmm. there's also a short film. I forget what it's called, but it also explores the idea that corporations are a form of slow AI and mm-hmm. we are the bugs in their system mm. that they're trying to work out that they're complete, that they're trying to improve all the time. Well, because it's the better corporations. Yeah. Well, apparently yep. capitalism wants people to die because isn't it going back to Roy? It is impossible to expect that families on the verge of starvation will pay most of a month's income to have themselves vaccinated. In the UK, vaccines are free and a fundamental right. Those trying to get vaccinated out of the term, out of turn can be prosecuted. In India, the main underlying impetus of the vaccination campaign seems to be corporate profit. Mm-hmm. And God, that's 
I've read somewhere yeah, that it's, it's like horrible. It's like two hundred bucks a shot. Yeah, no one gives. Yeah, people in power, corporations, no one gives a shit. Like it's been very obvious that like no one gives a fuck. I wonder why I no, can't I mean, hire people. It's because they're fucking dying, <laughs> asshole. It's because you won't <laughs> shut the fuck up and sit home for a couple months, and then all those profits and fucking taxes and shit that we've been blowing on a stupid jet that's going to be compromised by fucking drones in about a week yeah, or you know presidential golf trips oh jesus god why do we have leaders i like after like go with the, yeah man i'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get into that but i'm like all right i'm gonna, go I'm gonna rant about Continue. that I'm done, but like i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna wrap this up now with again roy and she closes with so here <clears throat> so here we are now in the hell of their collective making with every independent institution essential to the function of a democracy compromised and hollowed out, and a virus that is out of control. The crisis-generating machine that we call our government is incapable of leading us out of this disaster. Not least because one man makes all the decisions in this government, and that man is dangerous and not very bright. This virus <laughs> is an international problem. To deal with it, decision-making, at least on the control and administration of the pandemic, will need to pass into the hands of some sort of nonpartisan body consisting of members of the ruling party, members of the opposition, and health and public policy experts. Mm. And give me one second. Yeah. And no, India cannot be isolated. We need help. And mm-hmm. that's... True, because India is again one of the largest populations on Earth. It's yeah. the idea. Can't tell, the, yeah, like the idea. Eighteen percent of the fucking world to sit home. Yeah, you know? like she brings up early on about how a lot of the countries are basically treating India as radioactive, and it's the idea of like how do we uh, how do we quarantine a nation of like I don't know eight billion, like some ridiculous number. And no, they're like one point three billion, which is still yeah, that's we're still only ridiculous. like that's still ridiculous. we're like three hundred and twenty million, really. You know, like, yeah. Not, so yeah. the idea of like I thought we were right. closer to like 350, 375 at this point. Maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe. I mean I don't. I haven't looked at the numbers in a minute, but I just know yeah. that like, we just took a hit. So yeah, cause it's it, the idea of of like. To basically, Roy's like idea answer to that is like you just can't quarantine a nation that's that large. There's no, no, tra- no. There's no tracking. There's no accurate numbers at all because the leadership yeah. very clear has made it very clear that they don't care. And you know this fucking guy like a fuck like supported a genocide against Muslims of like in the thousands yeah. of like people getting hacked apart with machetes and in like vigilante mobs because they were like, Oh yeah. 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 And yeah, like machetes. That's the thing about this whole fucking genocide yeah. too, is it wasn't, it was like intimate. You know what I mean? This yeah. wasn't shelling from yeah. a distance. This, this was, was neighbors. This is like, like when, Jesus Christ. yeah, this is like when Trump took, yeah. took power and we were worried about like, you know, with, you know, the fucking insurrection shit. But the good, the thing is our, our assholes, don't want to get off their fucking front porch, and when they did, they weren't even fucking good at it. Well, no, I mean they they did that whole uh, uh, torch thing, the the whole wearing the polos. Yeah, they're not good through at that here. Charlottesville and shit. Yeah, like, no, in other places no. they're very good at being pieces of shit. And yeah, yeah. like this dude got fucking elected as like the leader of the like um emperor the emperor of Hindu hearts, and he mm. got fucking elected. And hasn't lost a fucking election since. And yeah. this, God. why do we have leaders? That's like, that was the thing I took away after reading this. I'm like, why do we have leaders? Death to all leaders. Like, I don't know. Why. I don't even understand Dude, these. I, I don't, don't understand these people that get into a position of power in a gigantic, you know, nation. 
especially one as diverse as this or India. Yeah. And yeah. only yeah. wants to appeal to like a percentage of it because like mathematically they've fucking sports balled it down to like, what was that? What was that movie? And it's uh, fucking stats ball. I can't remember. It had Jonah Hill in it. It was good. <laughs> fucking um, Moneyball. Moneyball. Thank you. It's one of yeah. them words. But that's all they're doing is Moneyball and trying to get like that edge like okay we only need this many votes and if we keep it half and half that'll like keep everything half and half and nothing will ever get done because then you can just easily you know no one has there's like they're it's, not no one is there's no majority they're just fucking yeah. people they need fucking water food medicine like god damn it like get your shit together no because this is a guy who like flooded a valley because india does have like mm -hmm. i oh, guess yeah. what you would consider an indigenous population i'm not entirely sure but it's like a it's a, oh, yeah. it's a population of people of course who lived in this area for like thousands, like India is an ancient nation. It's an unimaginable number. Yeah. These people lived in this valley for like an unimaginable number of years. And mm -hmm. he's like, fuck you. And just had the valley, they had them taken off their land, had the valley flooded and built a dam and put a giant ass statue that looks suspiciously a lot like himself, but mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like the first liberator of India. And mm -hmm. in this, he did fascist shit. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, he, yeah. He, he relocated them to basically like what amounts to kind of what's going on with like the Uyghurs. Like, yeah, they were they were just like, uh, yeah, go over to this here nice new territory, right? And no, it wasn't no, like that at all. No, it's die quietly, and that's what this right. is because he doesn't give a flying fuck. And this is the person that like you need to turn to to like, hey, we're dying, please help us. And from what I understand. It's out, so out of his control now because there simply is there are no resources to go to, and he's comfortable. That's really what it comes down to. I think at the end of the day, is with these fuckers, it's all personal comfort. I don't think they care about their own. Like I said, people. yeah, it's it's just all about num looking out for number one because that's that's <sighs> what our nature tells us to do as human beings, except. It also doesn't make sense because we always forget that people, we only form society because we made clans yeah. and, you know, uh -huh. built on that for a long time. And the people who are always heading up society seem to not fucking understand that because what? it's. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> like they haven't, they haven't had to like, like fucking wait tables ever in their life they didn't they yeah. never had to work an actual service job yeah like they consider this to be doing public service but so much of it is so self-dealing like even you know if you if you have a fucking team that you like like team red or team blue or whatever you could find millionaires on both sides and they don't give a fuck like if they did they'd be louder you know like if they remembered or even knew what the working class and below like are going through at all they'd if they were forced to live that way, they might have some <laughs> insight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think you need to be if making as much money hers. as you do. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I think that's why, like, say, AOC really caught on over here because she went from bartending to being, you know, in Congress. And it's yeah. like yeah. she fucking, you know, kind of gets what was going on at that level. It's a very New York. I mean, her story is a very New York one. Very, very yeah. much. Very mm -hmm. much. Like, I mean, she almost needs to be the subject of a fucking Billy Joel song, like the way that works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, whether you like her or not, she's easier to fucking relate to than say, like, I don't know, fucking Frog Throat McConnell. Like, yeah, gives a shit. Like, that guy is, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if he's ever touched his own asshole. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just the fucking Coke Brothers. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Like, imagine, like, all these motherfuckers that didn't, like, have inherited or, like, stolen that much money. And most, like, like a lot, large portion of the problem is yeah. this inheritance shit. It, it's not that, like, you shouldn't be able to pass something down to make your fucking kids' like lives a little better. But, um, you know, yeah. maybe $300 million is a bit much. Yeah, that's, maybe that's a bit much that you're withholding from society. Like, you know, yeah. why, why do you hate society so much that you would do that? Like, yep. all these motherfuckers are just... That's why I can't get into crypto. You haven't fixed any of the fucking problems of the old money. You don't get the new money. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. You go, yeah. oh, Dogecoin. I don't give a fuck about Dogecoin. I don't give a shit about any of them. Because, like, it's not fixing the problem. It's making a new one. It's, again, yeah. every time we fucking talk about anything that's, like, weird like this, it always ends up being this distillation of just resources going to the smallest percentage of assholes who don't even know how to fucking utilize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The people who need it. The people who fucking need it. Because they're also locked in the mindset of, I need more. Rising but, tide like, raises they actually all boats, need, you know? They actually need more. Oh. Everyone and... is just... Scared. I can't imagine not, even needing, nobody's getting what they need. Yeah, yeah I can't or imagine nobody, needing nobody's a golf getting what club. they want either. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, thinking, is, I'm thinking well, about that fucking, image. Are you talking about like a five iron? Because I I could find some pretty good uses for that. I I, I would probably get a three wood. Yeah. I like the big yeah, uh, that too. big old chunky head <laughs> on that thing. You know. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <sighs> there's some uh, there's some blonde fucking orange golf balls that I'd like to. Smash. There's some real, real fucked up looking putters too that have these weird edges and aiming things on it that are kind of interesting. <laughs> I've just been thinking about that one little, picture. Little <laughs> I've just been mm. thinking of that one image of Mussolini hanging from the uh, phone poles, and that's what's been like in my oh, head man. while reading this. And it's kind of like it didn't even help. Stalin's body. Yeah, like it helps for a moment. What, like it's desecrated like, in so many ways. Yeah, like oh, yeah, it always happens. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. It's really nice to think about, to think about, you know, just giving these fuckers what they deserve. But I, like, look, again, hey. it doesn't solve the problem. It just, no. I mean, have, like, you could only I just imagine so what they taste like, you know, that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, I'm, I'm maybe not. Maybe a little bit. Um, no, no. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, so that's India, guys. So if there's any type of support that you could find, I probably should have looked that up ahead of time, but I was too busy crying multiple times while researching this. It's a lot to process. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, yeah. if you're a fucking human being with empathy, yes. And it's uh, if you could find any type of relief. Um, I know, like, it's a horrible Western thing to just throw money at a problem, but honestly, I don't know what else to do. Well, if you know anybody personally, help them out. If it was yeah. like, there is a yeah. shout out. This is a religious organization, but there's Compassion International. You could probably check with them because I know that the money does actually reach mm-hmm. there. Uh, the mm-hmm. people that they're trying to help. Yeah. Unless um, doctors without borders still like in yeah. our good graces. Yeah, they're okay. not yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not fucking around too. They're good. Yeah, I don't, I don't want no salvation army bullshit. Yeah, fuck the salvation yeah. army, but like if it, <laughs> yeah. if there's doctors who are willing to just do things without having to have money cross their palm, I'm down for it at this point. Because that's basically yeah. what's happening over yeah. there. So like yeah. man I mean, I can't even imagine what it would have to be like to approach like this problem from the outside. It's almost like you're there's it's literally like there's a fire in front of you mm-hmm. and, you know, you have a, a fire extinguisher and then you run out of the fire extinguisher and then the fucking fire advances. Like I, yeah. it's hell on earth. I can't imagine like, it's I'm trying not to. My brain is not allowing me to. 
Well, it's what we almost had here if, like, Trump managed to, like, just keep going, I guess. Or, like, things were, like, if people who didn't, who people... Oh, yeah, Modi is definitely the... the, He's worse than Trump. He was actually called the India's Trump for a while. And I'm like, I don't think that's accurate because... he's 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 a fascist. He's a fascist. Yeah, I mean, Trump is a fascist, too, but, like, he's an effective fascist. Yeah, Modi's actually good. He's not, like, Trump Trump is closer to, like, Bolsonaro, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, Bolsonaro is just kind of he, he caught it, you know, too. So it's like maybe you guys don't give the best advice. Oh man, Modi yeah. though, he's like he Captain Planet would seek him out to kiss his ass. <laughs> like Basically, he's he's yeah. that he's just he's like that cartoonish sort of evil that you can't because it's so cartoonish and just like yeah, like what over what the top. Really- how do you process it? How do you act like, oh, that's all fucked up? You know what I mean? What, like, yeah, you can't like, believe it's even motivations? real. I don't what get it. What are your motivations to just actually just fucking he's, basically murder your own people? He's the burn guy at the end of Sunshine when that movie turns <laughs> to a horror movie. Yeah. And he's all talking about, he's like, you know, when, when it's time for, I want to be the one that like turns the light off. Like, I want to kill humanity by not letting this mission go you know like that's it's like you can't be good at anything else so that or you want to you're so addicted to your fucking narcissism that you want to be so important that like i'm gonna do this thing and that's how they're gonna remember me and i'm like i mean you know at least trump was honest with like being a fucking windbag and modi comes off as like pious like he's trying he always tries to affect this like piousness like where's white all the time all of this yeah you know kind of thing and i'm like go fuck yourself like no seriously like uh, yeah, go go get yeah, it, yeah. get a sharp thing, and then put it in you, in one yeah. of your holes. You know, like anyone, <laughs> belly button, don't care. Going back to the uh, the capitalism. Well, <laughs> yeah, get us away from here. Tied into capitalism, though. I, well, it's. I mean, there are people who could do things about this. There are people with the resources. You know, there are billionaires out there that could actually. Like Tony Stark and shit. This. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But they're not going to because there is an obvious trend in um in corporate America, especially these mega corporations, is that I think they want less human beings mm-hmm. because we're not as useful as yeah. artificial intelligence. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that article. Right? Uh, as you, as useful with... as they want artificial intelligence to be, anyways, because it's still kind of shit. But right? like, I, I think AI could replace a CEO and probably do the job better. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> there was some article out there. I saw somebody took like a screen cap of the headline and I was just like, I'll allow it. Yeah. You know, like, I think there's could a it be any worse about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. No, Isn't that I like mean, a system shock well, for fuck's sake? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, and that's kind of uh oh, well that's explored a lot i think the you know the whole ai attached to the mega corporations and in infrastructure but oh uh, it was in tron it was in yeah so much shit. uh i robot yeah that's a yeah. common trope but um mm-hmm. uh it no i mean they they're trying to get rid of us is what's happening it feels so that they, way they don't yeah. give a fuck about what happens to us yeah things it are really, just gonna get really... worse for us it feels like well you know it's like they were they're saying for like the last five years and criticizing trump they're like the cruelty is the point mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah. for whatever whatever fucking happens to your brain once you are like 
guaranteed to not starve or whatever. Like once you get yeah. that security of life and you start thinking, yeah, that, that matters. The validation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's God. Oh, okay. They so they, they yeah, dangle that being fucking a fan carrot in front of you. Yeah, stop being like you know a fan of stuff. Don't yeah, don't yeah. ever become a fucking fan of somebody Listen. who's supposed to be running shit. Okay, <laughs> unless unless you are like. Like, unless you're like stalking Elon Musk and you love him so much that you want to wear his skin, please keep going. I, I, I really encourage that that level of of, uh, of fandom. So, <laughs> oh god, oh, allegedly, man. allegedly, allegedly, politically, politically, allegedly. Oh god. Well, speaking of capitalism, uh, <laughs> Shadow Link. Shadow uh, Link, but you got some music for us because we need to. Oh. We, we're spiraling. Yeah, take me away from yeah. here, please. Well, I, dude, okay, all right. So, you got May is a very big month for 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 cyberpunk entertainment news, man. Um, right. So, yeah. So I'm hopefully gonna lift your spirits a little bit here. All right, our biggest story uh, this month is uh, so we just found out that David Cronenberg is finally making a new movie. Ah! First, first one since uh, 2014. It's called Crimes of the Future, I'm in. and uh, it's going to start Viggo Mortensen, Leah Sudo, yeah. and Kristen Stewart. Fuck yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, according to Deadline, according to IndieWire, the, film's, the film takes a deep dive into the not-so-distant future where humankind is learning to adapt to its synthetic surroundings. This evolution moves humans beyond their natural state and into a metamorphosis, altering their biological makeup. While some embrace the limitless potential of transhumanism, others attempt to police it. Oh, boy. Either way, accelerated evolution syndrome is spreading fast. Oh. Saul Tensor is, is a beloved performance artist who has embraced accelerated evolution syndrome sprout. Sprouting new and unexpected organs in his body. I Along am with, fucking here for Oh, this. man. I'm ready. Along with his partner, Caprice, Tensor has turned the removal of these organs into a spectacle for his loyal followers to marvel at in real-time theater. Holy shit. Wait, but wait. Both, is he removing them and putting them in, like, It's like a medical theory. It's like or a, jars or something. It's like oh, a my God. I'm so here for this. Like this a, is fucking twisted. Okay, hang on, hang on. But with both the government and a strange subculture taking note, Tensor is forced to consider what would be his most shocking performance of all. Oh, oh boy. It's like medical oh theater meets Twitch. Oh, man. Hey, no, look. Well, Cronenberg and Mortensen... Um, this is... So this have is uh, the best naked like fucking bathhouse fight scene yeah, that could oh, ever man. possibly be filmed. It's so I uncomfortable. Am so, so excited for this because oh, yeah. this is oh. definitely going to mark uh, the return of David Cronenberg to body horror. Oh yeah, um, and this is like his first science fiction movie since Existence. It's been twenty two years oh, since yeah, that movie dude. came out. So uh, I am excited. Oh, man. I love. I am this. just. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, and yeah. that cast seems like it's going to be fucking stellar. Oh man, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, here for it. It's Cronenberg is really interesting to me because he's not like he's not really cyberpunk, but he is very, very much uh, oh, he, in tune with the genre, and I love this premise. Yeah, like yeah, no <laughs> fucking video drone. Like, are you shitting me? I mean, that's my yeah, no, favorite it's, movie. it's very close. That is yeah. my favorite oh. movie. I love video drone, and for those who know me, you could say, yeah, we could see that. I'm like, I fucking love video drone, and like when I actually read this, so good. 
when I when I, when I first saw this and you just like bro, I didn't know what the movie was about until you just said it, and I'm like, <laughs> it's it's literally medical theater. Oh yeah, but with Twitch. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, hyped. and I'm, I'm I'm assuming that it's probably going to be some like Repo Man shit in there. Like if he's growing organs in his body, then he's probably selling them to uh, we unless they're like. Fuck yeah. New and unexpected organs. I mean, says. knowing Cronenberg, so, he yeah. sells it to like fetishists, but I can't wait. Uh, Man, this I'm, is going to be. I can't wait. <laughs> and the yeah, fetishists gonna are going to be, be like fucking CEOs and shit. This yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah. awesome. This is going to be so, good. Yeah, we don't know uh, when this is going to come out, but. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm just happy it's happening. You, you will be sure that we are going to like keep this one like fucking. We'll be updating. I don't know. On check. Yeah. Yeah. Love All it. right, so we got that. Um, hang on. And in May. All right, we got Cerebrum coming out. Um, okay. Cerebrum takes place in a world where people's memories can be restored or lost through g- digital backups. It centers on the story of an estranged father and son researching this, tech- this technology in an amateur lab. When the father and lead scientist die and his son becomes the main suspect, the lab's memory technology and the nature of the self must be t- tested in order to find the truth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one com- that one actually uh, came out on May 4th. Um, oh. So there's that. All right. And oh, uh, there's another movie called 2149, The Aftermath, coming out this month. Okay. Um, it's, and the... So it says, growing up in a room with only a computer as a companion, Darwin lives his life alone and voiceless. When a power short takes away his computer as well, he is forced to leave his cell and brave the outside world. When he joins forces with a family living outside the cement cubicles, Darwin learns not only how to speak, but also the value of companionship and the danger he's in. Hmm. So... Is this, this a, like a kids movie or like? I am not sure. Actually, it's directed could... by Benjamin Duffield, and okay. starring Nick Krause, Molly Parker, and Juliet Gosling. Sounds bleak uh, for a kids Nick, movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it comes out on May 18th, and it yeah, it sounds oh, my pretty per- uh, my pretty post. Hey, cool. <laughs> nice. perfect. I'll watch that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> That'll be a nice um, treat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Mm. So I am not sure, it, like how cyberpunk it's going to be. It sounds a little bit more post-apocalyptic, but mm. I mean that might be something to look out for, right? That's All a, right. That's a and, well, you know what? If we're if we're still talking about movies, I want to mention that uh, last week uh, we sat down and watched Nomadland, and while that doesn't seem like it would fit here, <laughs> I want to say, like you know, if if you're looking for what might happen in a post-apocalyptic setting. This film has a lot of that because kind of the one of the main thrusts of the film, you know, which I'm differentiating from the book, um, which I have not read, so I can't really comment on. But like, it, it's the way community is what's going to be the thing to get you through. Mm-hmm. Like, there are groups, yeah. and you know, these traveling nomads they come together at certain points, they trade things, etc. They trade advice, uh, sing songs, uh, memorialize each other, like. It's a, it's a very like slow, beautiful, immensely bleak film full of these really great moments of, you know, it, it's, uh, this takes place in like a post-apocalyptic 2012, as it were, because the, the, the protagonist, Fran, or her, the, the mind closes in her town. She loses her husband. 
and then the mine closes and then she loses her town like the zip code is deregistered so she basically leaves her shit in storage takes what she can in her van and heads out and just doesn't you know people keep asking her like you know what are you going to settle down and a lot of the people don't even ask her because they get it and Mm -hmm. there's just a vibe to this movie I don't know about, I don't give a fuck about best picture Oscars or anything like that, but I definitely love this film. I think it's, inf- it's going to inform some of my writing later, like for sure. It's, it's given me kind of like a window into, uh, so many post-apocalyptic movies are just like dudes wearing tires for clothes and fucking, you know, hoarding <laughs> yeah. fuel. Like this is different than that. This is more like, oh, hey, you need a hand kind of stuff, which is important to at least see represented somewhere in the fucking world. You know, it, it yeah. I, I definitely, it's worth a rent, you know? It's definitely worth a rent. I, well, I, I also want to, like, uh, uh, make note of uh, Jackrabbit, which I, I am, for some reason, obsessed with this movie because I watched it recently. It's, in, it's like, one of the only art house cyberpunk movies I've ever seen, mm-hmm. and it takes place in a post-apocalyptic uh, environment as well, but society hasn't really collapsed. I think it's, uh, I don't know which city it takes place in um mm-hmm. but you know it takes place after this thing called the reset so like all the networks go down in what i am assuming is the 1980s mm-hmm. um but it's just it's fascinating to look at it's also very bleak but mm-hmm. um so everybody in this like middle-sized town where this corporation is taken over it's like i mean it's just a couple skyscrapers uh and the rest is just like flat or like nestled in this valley and mm-hmm. uh and this corporation is trying to keep people from leaving um, yeah. and i don't know it's just i keep hearing about that and i i i, I have never heard anyone explain it so like i definitely yeah. want to see that now like that's yeah. i need i need to watch it again because again art house movie very difficult to process if you're not like laser focused on it right but, right yeah uh, yeah because there's a lot of visual storytelling. Yeah, I saw um, I saw but, the trailer and I'm like, this has told me nothing about what this movie. This told me nothing yeah. of what this movie is about. <laughs> I know, I know. The movie doesn't. Like, the movie, like the movie itself uh, is very hard at telling what the telling you what the movie's about. So, <laughs> but, yeah, excellent. That, but that's why it's there so fascinating are. to me. Anyways, uh, yeah. So in TV. I mean, you guys have probably already heard this already, but Love, Death, and Robots Season 2 is coming out on May 14th. Very yeah. excited about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. it's That's like next usual, week. It's, uh, oh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. As usual, it's... I mean, the uh, the trailer this time wasn't as... wasn't quite as, like, just hitting you in the face with, like, you know, brainwashing imagery, but... Uh, uh, right. I don't know. It's still, it still looks really good, so... but it's hard to beat the music in that first like season's trailer that just ripped yeah that was so badass like give me as the many seasons they've already renewed it too so like there's gonna be a third season i'm fucking and it's in the trailer the Um, trailer for this season they bounce up uh season three 2022 and i was just like thank you thank you (laughs) it's all i needed bud it's all i needed love it all right all right, so in comic books, uh, Dark Horse Books has announced that it will publish a trade paperback of 
the Hyperscape Digital Comics on January 18th, 2022. Cool. Okay. According to comicbook.com. Oh, I love Dark Horse. Keep it coming. So this is, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, there are six issues, um, and they're already available on Dark Horse of their uh, digital platforms mm. and on Hyperscope, Hyperscape's of, uh, official site. Um, is this, is not, wait, is Hyperscape, is this the game? Um, well, there is a game based on it, but, uh, yeah, so it says, well, the, uh, description is the year is 2054. The world has turned darker over the last three decades, making for a hard day-to-day existence. People have found solace in the Hyperscape, a virtual landscape run by the world's most powerful megacorp. Yep. Prisma Dimensions. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a battle royale. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Oh. Eh, It's all right. Goddamn. Okay. Well. So they have they have a comic book, I guess. Um, and, you know, Dark Horse, they produce some pretty good stuff. Pretty but, solid track uh, record, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, no, I'm confident. Because so. our Dark Horse puts out good stuff. So, like, I'm pretty confident that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably right. be better than the game's tutorial. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know and... what? The game's fine. The game is fine. It's just I don't like Battle Royales. I don't play games to yeah. stress myself yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And um, also in comic book news, Marvel Comics just uh, announced Aliens, a one shot for Aliens 35th anniversary. Um, Yeah, that's going to be coming out on July, in July, July 14th. Um, Uh, It's called Aliens Aftermath. And I hang on trying to think, trying to find the description here. Oh, Aliens Aftermath occurs three and a half decades after uh, Aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, just... uh, after, um, I think it goes back to LV426. Oh, okay. Uh, so somebody uh, go, they go back to the the what's left of the colony. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be a crater. I don't know how to tell you this, yeah. but they nuked it from orbit <laughs> just yeah, to be okay. sure. Yeah, so they're going they're going back to Hadley's Hope. Okay. So I have yeah. me some All thoughts right. on Marvel and the Alien franchise. Yeah. I just I haven't read the new thing they put out. Apparently it's it's good. I've heard good like, shit. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard, heard good shit. Things. I heard it doesn't flinch. So like Yeah, if they can good. do this right. <laughs> I hate that they have it. That's really, I think that's really my, the, the, the beginning and end of my criticism is the fact that, like, again, I love Dark Horse. Dark Horse did good work with Alien and Predator franchise and the Alien vs. Yeah. Predator mm-hmm. stuff. They, yeah, they, they had great Star Wars comics. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they, had, did, they did Survival of the Fittest. Oh, my God. It's my oh favorite God. Alien Predator story. I I have that volume just Fire for that. Fire Stone trade. is really good, too, actually, because mm. that one's um, Alien. Tribes. Yeah, Tribes. Jesus Christ. And, like, they've done, uh, they, they have a long history shit. of, like, doing really good Alien and Predator comics. And the fact that, like, I think Marvel's going to own the Predator franchise as well soon. And it's... Man, Not I that hate that they own it. I really do. Like, Dark Horse did good shit. Like, it was an indie, it's yeah. an indie publisher. Like... And it just upsets me that they don't have it anymore. Like, yeah. So buy, go buy, yeah. go buy the back issues of Alien, Alien Comics, and Alien vs Predator Comics and Predator Comics, and be a nerd like me who gets upset about mm. these things. Yeah. Good God. Because I'm a filthy consumer, <laughs> and I hate my. I can't wait. There, like, well, that, that, well, the fucking queen from Aliens is a Disney princess now. So, like, yep. we all got to just. <laughs> 
come to terms with it. It's the only good know? thing. That was that's the only thing oh, that gives man. me joy is knowing that. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy about that. All right. So so moving on to a less contentious medium uh, in books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so, need that. Thank you. Um, trying to find when this comes out, but it's called Firebreak. Uh-huh. Uh, does not show me. Hang on. Hmm. This is problematic. Oh, wait. Uh came out on May 4th. Um, All right. And it is called, well, it, here's, okay, here's the description. 20 minutes into power curfew and my kill counter stalled at 857 while I've been standing here like an idiot. My health bar is flashing ominously, but I'm down to feel to four heel patches and I have to be smart. New Liberty City, 2134. Two corporations have replaced the U.S., splitting the country's remaining 45 states. Five have been submerged under the ocean between them. Salaxis Innovations and Greenleaf. There are nine super cities within the continental U.S., and New Liberty City is the only amalgamated city split between the two megacorps, and thus at a perpetual state of civil civil war as the feeds broadcast the atro- the atrocities committed by each side. That Here, sounds like GTA not- Online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, Mallory streams Stalaxis's war game SecOps on Best Life, spreading, uh, spending more time jacked in than in the world just to eke out a hard scrabble living from the from tips. When a chance encounter with one of the game's rare super soldiers leads to a side job for Mal, looking to looking to link an actual missing girl to one of the SecOps characters. Mal's sudden burst in online fame rivals her deepening fear of what she is uncovering about Best Life's developer and puts her in the kind of danger she's only experienced through her avatar. Not gonna lie, I am confused. Yeah, so me too. Is but, she like um, just committing war crimes on like stream and they call that a game? I am like, is that what I've gathered? Uh, like, is she actually like killing this people? This really is GTA Online. <laughs> that the novel. <laughs> Well, that might be, uh, I mean, that that hey. kind of seems like that's going to be the big twist. So, you know. oh, okay. go for it. Fucking go for yeah, it. Because, yeah, I hope I didn't ruin the she's book. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel it bad. It says, Mal's sudden burst in online fame rivals her deepening fear of what she is uncovering about Best Life's developers. So, that's probably, yeah, that probably means that, you know, they're secretly uh, um, controlling, like, Robocops or something. Some so. sort of a controlling interest or something. Yeah. 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 Ooh. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll I, see. I don't know if I, I would be like, I wouldn't want online fame. Like, I mean, <laughs> you've seen, we've, we've seen what it does. You know, I, I'm yeah. not in this world. Jesus Christ. I got people thinking yeah. Jake Paul knows how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Cause the first thing I'm going to do when we take off is become an MMA fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good all right. Lord. This one also came out on May 4th. It's called immunity and in- index. Okay. And here's the description in the U S facing growing food shortages, stark inequality and a growing fascist government. Three perfectly normal young women are about to find out they share a great deal in common. I find Their this creator- hard to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Their creator, oh the, the gifted geneticist Peng, 
made them that way before such things were outlawed. Mm. <laughs> rumors of a I mean that actually happened in real life. Um, rumors of a virus make their way through an unprotected population on the verge of rebellion only to have it turn deadly. Hmm. Okay. The women's this is so wildly like I can't even imagine any of this. <laughs> yeah, this is unbelievable. I don't know. I'm pure sure, speculative, pure speculative women, poppycock. Yeah, as the women fight to stay alive and help, paying races to find a cure and the cover up behind the virus. Oh man! So, kind of sounds like Orphan Black a little bit with you know what's happening right now where you're sitting. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, lockdown fiction. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that what we're calling it now? It's lockdown fiction? I mean, yeah. You know what? Why not? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's the do lockdown it. era. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Lockdown. <laughs> lockdown punk. Yeah. <laughs> Qu- Quarry right. punk? What would that be? What are we talking here? Not Quarry that. Punk? Iso mm, punk? Eh. Eh. Uh, well, we'll figure it out later. All right. All right so on May 11th, uh, We Are Satellites is coming out. And the description for that one is... I already like the title. I'm already in. Yep. Yeah. Dave. Val and Julie just want what's best for their kids, David and Sophie. So when when teenage son David comes home one day asking for a pilot, a new brain implant to help with school, they they reluctantly agree. This is the future, after all. Soon, Julie feels mounting pressure at work to get a pilot to keep pace with her colleagues, leaving Val and Sophie a part of the shrinking minority of people without the device. Before long, the implications are clear... For the, fam- for the family and society, get a pilot or get left behind. With government subsidies and no downside, why would anyone refuse? And how do you stop a technology once it's everywhere? Those are the questions Sophie and her anti-pilot movement rise up to answer, even if it puts them up against the pilot's powerful manufacturer and pits Sophie against the people's- people she loves most. Hmm. Oh, they wouldn't yeah. happen, but the pilot isn't like installed by, say, vaccine, would it be? <laughs> oh, I was thinking like no, that. I- that brain uh, chip Elon Musk wants to. Well, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's, it's inserted like mm-hmm. in that that fucking uh, uh, virtuosity. You guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Uh, see, <laughs> have you guys ever seen uh, uh, Black Road? Guy no. has like a just a piece of chunk of his brain removed, and he just slots an AI in there. No. I'm thinking something like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds all right. I mean, we've seen how that's turned out. You know, Johnny Manana, yeah, yeah. J- Johnny Manana, 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 Manana. <laughs> Wow, that word did not want to come out at all. It fought me. Did you see that? Yeah. Anyway, um... okay. So on May 25th, we got Hard Reboot coming out by Django Wexler. I did not mention the names of any of these uh, other uh, authors. I apologize for that. Uh, Maybe I should go back. Yeah, go back. And, Read them off real quick. Yeah. Okay. So, hang on. Got to pull them up real quick. Anyways, we got Hard Reset by Django Wexler. And yeah, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Immunity Indexes by Sue Burke. Okay. And Firebreak is by. Uh, Nicole Co- Nicole Corner Stace and Sarah Pinkster wrote We Are Satellites. Cool. All right. Mm. Good. Now we're caught up. So 
So a lot of holy crap, a lot of women in uh, in like cyberpunk. Good, very this good. Is another one. So yeah, that's that is excellent. I think uh, because anyway, Serena Dolan has the book Reset coming out. Okay. Um. But first, for hard reboot, sorry. Um. Mm-hmm. The description. Kaz is a junior researcher on a fact-finding mission to Old Earth, but when a con artist tricks her into waging a large sum of money belonging to her university on the outcome of a man-robot battle arena, she becomes drawn into the seedy underworld of Old Earth politics and state-sponsored battle droid prize fights. Cool. Time to get back into the books yet. So, I mean, that, yeah, that sounds... Robot jocks, man. Give me more. I mean... (laughs) I love that fucking movie. Give me more of this shit. I want want the Russian robot to fight the American robot. God damn it. It's awesome. (laughs) What what is that one? Uh, Fucking Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the the movie. Uh, Oh, yeah. Real still? Uh, Right. That one, that one, that could have been like a pretty decent cyberpunk adjacent movie, but mm. ugh, God, no, I, I just go back to the original man, fucking robot chucks. Get crazy, <laughs> like you know, we we ever get like a million bucks a month on this fucking thing? I will make that movie. I will reboot. Yeah. That's a movie. <laughs> no, robot chucks deserves a reboot. Like you know so what? Maybe many movies don't. That one. Well, does. this this book this book is called hard reboot so maybe that's what it is maybe it's just a literary version so holla holla that's all i'm saying (laughs) all right all right and finally we got reset by serena dalen dalen i'm not sure how that's pronounced i apologize serena but uh it's well here's the description can you love someone you don't remember after the last war destroyed most of the world, survivors from a new society form a new society in four self-sustaining cities in the Mojave Desert. In the utopia of the four cities, inspired by the lyrics of Imagine and Buddhist philosophy, everything is carefully planned and controlled, the seasons, the weather, and the residents. Mm. To prevent mankind from destroying each other again, its citizens undergo a, a memory wipe every four years in a process called tabula rasa, a blank slate, to remove to remove learned prejudices. With each new cycle, they begin again with new names, jobs, homes, and lives. No memories, no attachments, no wars. Eris, a scientist who shuns love, embraces tabula rasa and the excitement of unknown futures. Walling herself off from emotional attachments, she sees relationships as pointless and avoids deep connections. But she is haunted by a recurring dream that becomes more frequent and vivid as time passes. After meeting Benja, a handsome, free-spirited writer who believes his dreams of a past lover are memories, her world is turned upside down. Obsessed with finding the Dreamers, a secret organization thought to have a a way to recover memories, Benja draws her down a dangerous path towards the past. When Medits, the leader of the Dreamers, appears in Eris's life, everything she believes falls to pieces. With little time left before the next Tabula Rasa, they begin a bittersweet romance navigating a world... Navigating love in a world where names, lives, and moments are systematically destroyed. God damn, they just give the whole book away. Yeah, really. yeah exactly. I mean, that's so that sounds very young adulty, but I I respect the premise. Um, yeah, I was gonna uh, say it's it's like uh like what if you had like equilibrium, but instead yeah. of gun fu, you had tea parties. Yeah. Or if uh, yeah. um, <laughs> hey, we need we having that kind of slowdown helps. Yeah, I think. we need it we says, need. That. The four cities inspired by the lyrics of Imagine. I guys, I don't think you really want to 
like take advice from fucking John Lennon. He'd be yeah. his wife. So <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like yeah. he's like, imagine there's no shit while that like dude. That's a rich guy he's, idea if yeah. I ever heard one. God. I've yeah. gone and, on record as saying I'm not guys, the... uh just look the other way, you know, while I'm abusive to my to my wife and son. Yeah, know? I'm not I'm not the biggest fan at all. Yeah, yeah no, I. I mean it's just Can I say he's glad I'm glad he's dead? Is that is that okay? I mean, you're probably uh, upset somebody, but I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's dead. I yeah. mean, like, we don't need to shit. Uh, <laughs> let me put it this way. It, it would have been better had it been old age and not some jackass shooting him. Yeah. Because like, that yeah. guy, mm-hmm. he was an asshole, too. Like, yeah, I don't know. It would have really just been better if he faded into irrelevance. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that would have been more fitting. But instead, we had some. Oh. Anyway, well, speaking yeah. of music. Um, well, hang on, hang on. I got one more. Oh, uh, shit. So well, I got, books no, actually, this month. I, well, not, not books, but uh, tabletop games and video games. So cool. for okay. tabletop, we got uh, Cyberpunk Reddit uh, has a combo combat zone minis game up on Kickstarter, if you guys want to check that out. Okay. Um, and for video games, uh, Hunt Down is finally on PC. That's Ooh. a good game. I really like that one. 2D right. side-scroller. Uh, you play as, you have the choice between um three different mercenaries who are uh trying to hang down hunt down gang boss gang bosses it's level base pretty fun i enjoyed it a lot um right on and cyberpunk dreams is coming out this month on mm-hmm. although uh uh hunt down is coming out on pc on may 12th um mm-hmm. cyberpunk dreams rob chant we uh had him on the show a couple weeks ago yeah. um that is coming out on uh well, that's going to be coming out um, on Steam on May 14th, along with the DLC uh, Cincinnati Stories. And Lacuna is also coming out on um, uh, on May 14th, uh, which is described as a sci-fi, sci-fi noir adventure. So I, I checked it out a little bit. It looks like a uh, kind of a kind of like a point and click adventure meets a platformer um so it it looks kind of like a cinematic platformer kind of like what the last night was going to try and do but okay um like oxen free yeah yeah something like that cool um yeah and it it looks it looks pretty good uh i mean they they're really stressing um gameplay where you know it where it's it's not like a typical uh um just one a, click adventure you right. know you don't have repeating conversations uh right. and they're they're branching narratives mm-hmm. um so we, um and every choice that you make is final so you have to you know be very Gotta thoughtful it. about the decisions yeah right, right. so so yeah I, I really dig that um and let's see mind scanners um is also coming out this month um I don't know the exact. Uh, well, it's coming out on Steam this month. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to see when what the uh, release date is, real quick. Mm. What's it long. about? May May twentieth. So this is so it's a uh, it's kind of like one of those. Um, I'm trying to think of what they're called. Well, it's like a Papers Please. You know, that's sort oh, of okay. a, oh, like a pr- uh, process game. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Cool. Um, where you are diagnosing mental illnesses oh. in a 
within a population that is overrun with mental illness. Oh, wow. So you are uh, diagnosing and just kind of giving, you know, uh, one-stop shop treatments in order to try and fix these people. Oh, that, hit, that um, hits close to home. Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't wait to argue with fans of this game about like mental health online. Yeah, um, really. Uh the description well the little uh um blurb on yeah. Steam says greetings your mind scanner request has been approved. Your duty is to diagnose and treat the citizens of the structure. Your patient <laughs> list is long so don't waste your time. We'll let you see your daughter soon. Oh, oh shit. God. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's that, hey, that's good copy. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Uh, right. <laughs> now we're getting the music, guys. All right, I want all the right. music because I want to <laughs> want to talk about this shit. I know, I know. All right, we'll get there. Uh, oh, if this will ever load, god damn it. Well, so I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I could talk about a couple of them. I mean, you, you were uh, what was there? Oh, right, was like, right, right, right. Uh, new orders coming. Yeah, yeah, new order albums coming out. It's good, um, isn't it live? It might be. I didn't look that uh, uh, closely, but I'm actually pretty excited. I just found out about her, but uh, backwash. So oh, it's spelled back- one word: b a b a c k x w a s h. Backwash is coming out on May seventh with an album with I think an today. EP. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, the, uh, the day this uh, episode is released. This, yes. Yeah. I lie here buried with my rings and dresses. I and actually she checked is out. In, oh, yeah. She's an industrial uh, hip hop. Well, like, like an industrial rapper. Cool. And like. It's awesome. Her stuff is just fucking angry. And, it's fucking awesome, man. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I that, love it. I checked out like three or four of these songs. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> yes. Give me more of that. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. backwash so, is the shit. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, big month for uh for music releases too. Mm-hmm. We got like uh, another five going on. So yeah, uh New Order is coming out on May seventh as well, the day this drops, uh, with education, energy entertainment, recreation. And that <laughs> is, I mean, like these guys these guys have been around for a bit. These are uh Since you probably like know them from uh yeah, from uh Blue Monday. Um mm-hmm. They formed out of Joy Division, and oh like, yeah, these oh, guys. Oh, just shit. the title, the title of the album, "Education, Entertainment, Recreation," just sounds very dystopian. Yeah, oh, so, God, their their um, album "Republic" is such a slick piece of like techno pop. Yeah, but I remember that thing got dogged when it came out, and I put it on, and I just listened to it all <laughs> the fucking time. It was it was one of their best albums. Like, just yeah. shit. I like yeah. New Order. I've come around. I didn't like them at first. I got to be honest with you. Like I was a Joy Division. No, fuck New Order. I like Joy Division. Eh, whatever. Like, <laughs> like I still like. I like them both. I'm glad that you know most of you those know, people I, got to keep making music. That's fucking awesome. You know, I like post punk, but I actually am not crazy about Joy Division. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. I had, cool. I'll Anyways. tell you from that era. Like I don't listen to Joy Division as much as I still listen to like say Sisters yeah, of Mercy. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I like Joy Division, but like there's. There's other things, you know what I mean? Like I like them, I respect them, but like there are I mean, like, other things. Yeah. I don't need another cover of uh, "Level Tears Apart." That's cool. We're good. Yeah, There's, like, <laughs> fucking three thousand of them. You know, yeah. do do atmosphere or something cool. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, okay. So also on May seventh, Ace Tantina is coming out with Carmen Winstead. That's oh, the shit. name of the album, 
Ace Fantina is a vaporwave artist. Um, not particularly familiar with them either, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I gave them a little, little bit of a listen. I, I, I dig their stuff. Uh, Wait, what was the name of that album again? Carmen Winstead. Okay, you know what that is? What? No. So when I Googled this, what came up was this, it was like some viral voice message. Hmm. And it's this like synthetic voice. I'm (laughs) sure this album is going to use this on the album. Um, Where the person is talking about like, you have found my body and I am dead and you killed me. Kind of weird fucking creepypasta shit. Like, (laughs) it's... Carmen Winstead like looked just that up and oh, listened to that, that voicemail. That's it's cool. like, like this. It's fucked up. It's like really fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, you could do a whole goddamn album out of this. This is yeah. Jacked. yeah. Wait, hold on. So, so, so the Carmen thing is that like related to the album, or is that just like a creepy a thing that just exists in the world? They if they're titling the album this obscure fucking viral like audio clip, then they're definitely yeah. going to be engaging this fucking okay. thing yeah. because it's so yeah. left field. Gotcha. There's no reason. They'll probably sample it and like do shit with it. It's creepy. It's fucked up. Like I, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just slap a filter on it. You know? Yeah. Or, or okay. On it. Yeah. Also on May 7th, we got alkaline pink. And I think, I think this is just a uh, one uh, artist, uh, like one musician and mm. her new, uh, album is called self-immolation mm-hmm. um well it's okay so that's a single i don't think she's come out with a with an lp yet but oh, okay listen to a little bit of that and i uh, I, I dig it too um it's uh, very industrial very very heavy very angry mm. yeah that's cool yeah. i mean you know it's not called like spa day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> self-immolation yeah, yeah. no I, I, uh, I feel that uh, yeah. yeah yeah i get it and uh, Gary Newman is coming out with a new album this Woo, month on nice. May 21st. It's called Intruder. You know, nice. I, I I didn't I used to not think that like I guess I wasn't familiar with Gary Newman's um, like industrial stuff because I only know him from uh, what's like, the song in cars? Yeah, Two Boy Army, or, Friends Are Alive, yeah. Friends Electric, and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, no, his his recent like his late era stuff. It's like he just kept improving. Yeah. yeah, he's one oh, of those yeah, rare definitely. artists that like just literally just kept improving over time. Yeah, I, well, it's... I think I think his choice to move from synth pop to industrial was definitely the right one. Um, I think he would have done it sooner had he figured it out. Like, yeah, 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 had the equipment been available in like '77 yeah. or well, whatever. I, well, that's that's what uh, all the industrial artists like mm-hmm. grew out of, right? Was uh, yeah. synth pop, basically. And yeah. uh, all right, so. Last uh, last release for this month is coming out on May 28th, and it is Perturbator's Lustful Sacraments, Ooh, which I am fucking excited I can't for, wait. man. It's Perturbator, <laughs> and he's doing a goth what? album. Oh, goody, yeah. goody. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that. The, uh, the cover art is very, look, is very uh, Carpenter Brute looking. Cool. Um, so, yeah. I, I think I, I actually looked that one up like for pre-sale and shit, and I think they work together on it. If not, it might have been another song, but like I think on this album, they actually have a couple of, you know. That's cool. Team That's ups. good. I didn't know that. I like that. Yeah. It's good shit. That would make sense, though. I yeah. Mean, they, I think that would work well with each other. Yeah, because aren't they like That's, both metal fans and like, like they have like, I know Perturbator has like a wide um, musical yeah, interest in like many things. Like he did. Aren't um, they both French too. Yeah, they are. 
they're both probably yeah yeah. probably fucking neighbors probably like (laughs) yeah so when i heard that like purdue bear is doing basically a goth album i'm like this makes sense because he did the albums um oh i know the first one i can't remember the other one and don't ask me to please pronounce what he put as like the group name because it's entirely in french but he did the album um abraxas and Mm. um oh strangled which were two albums that he didn't do under the perturbator label because they are like basically soundtracks to horror movies that don't exist. Abraxas is a movie. It had Jesse Ventura in it. (laughs) I remember the cover. I mean, that's fair, but like, yeah, they're, they're basically like horror movie soundtracks, kind of jazzy, kind of like in the eighties. Just saying, he's got that vibe, man. I'm going to have to get that movie and put the soundtrack on now. Yeah, you're gonna do that to whole like <laughs> fucking Wizard of Oz, you it's know, get weird, Dark Side then. of the Moon. Shit. <laughs> hey, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for this new album. I'm really excited. Oh, that's for good it. shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I need some new well, racing what, music. Mm-hmm. Like who? Who wouldn't? Who is not excited for like who that is a fan of cyberpunk is not excited for a new perturbator Bader album? I guess. Well, for a question. while, his music was like kind of like I was like, okay, it's another yeah. perturbator album, and they're all good. It was just like kind of like the same yeah. genre. And then like, and then I found his like side project, and I'm like, this is amazing. And now I'm he's mm, kind of yeah. blending the two together, and I'm like, I'm so mm. for it. Like, I want him to have, I want it because I know he likes heavy. I know he likes black metal and like and like gothier music too. And I'm like, I want to hear yeah. that. And I'm glad that he's actually yeah. doing the album yeah. I wanted him to make. <laughs> it's going to light the month on fire at the end there, man. Yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. No, I was going to say that's a really good way to close out the month in terms of music. So mm-hmm. yep. hell yeah, man. Oh man. Oh, so what you got? Yeah. What you got coin ups? Let's get weird. Do it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Last week, uh, the there were there was a CNN article that came up says uh, that says the U.S. is investigating possible mysterious directed energy attack near the White House. Now, like we've heard about this, <laughs> we've heard about this before in um, Cuba. Okay, in, yeah. in, the, in the the Havana syndrome is what they're calling oh, it. Man. Where at the uh, well, I mean, it, it's really tough because when this first got reported, this stuff was going down in like 2017 or something like that like the first attacks and the thing the U S is now saying that like 16 people were affected by unexplained health problems at the Havana embassy. Mm -hmm. And this is like apparently been going back possibly to the nineties. Like, so what I'm having a hard time, like there's no way to really kind of corroborate like what the fuck is going on because in some of the old articles, like especially when it was first happening, they thought it was a sonic weapon, like some sort of subsonic directed cannon. And boy, I love saying mm. those words because of where this whole conversation is going to lead us. Because <laughs> those exist. Like, that's a thing we yeah. have we'll mounted on. Get, like, well, well, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. that. Spoiler. Oh, I'm not even Let's talking about that. Sit on that. your hands. Sit on your hands. You... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, it turns out, though, that this was kind of limited to like Havana and a couple of other like various places that weren't the fucking capital. And what's even creepier is that the first local attack happened in the town I live in. 
Some, of course uh, it did. Of white... course it fucking did. Well, what's really funny about that is that they like retracted the name of the like the fucking city in the article because the first time I read this article, it said where it was, and then they were like, "No, it's in a suburb of DC." And I'm like, "Dickhead! Anybody can look at a map and know what the fuck you're talking about." So it's not just right so here. For the sake of national security, where did it take place? It took place um, in Arlington. So okay. This, yeah, it was a Virginia suburb. I mean, a White House that's, official that's reported this attack. Yeah, yeah, it's local. It's kind it's of like, important. Yeah. Well, it, it, where I read about this, like, um, it was like a local rag, but I didn't want to read from that article because they linked to Newsmax. But even okay. though, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. hill isn't the hill isn't terrible, you know what I mean? Like, they're not they're, pristine they're, either. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, um, they got they got some they got some shitty roots. But like, weird. yeah. In the more in depth local articles, you find out that like this was this lady was a White House official. She was walking her dog, and like some fucking van just rolled up on him hit him with this beam, the dog started to seize, and she started to have difficulty seeing. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Well, this didn't really make it into, like, the major news until recently, because um, some motherfucker straight up hit somebody, like, near the White House. <laughs> so, it occurred near the ellipse, the large oval lawn on the south side of the White House. Mm-hmm. It sickened one National Security Council officer, uh, or official, according to multiple current and former U.S. officials and sources familiar with the matter. So, great. Shit. We have directed yeah. energy weapons going in play, and uh, that's super fucked up. And, uh, uh, probably but, uh, homemade fucking could, could energy be, weapons. Could be. I mean, do we, we know Do we know it's, in I fact, mean, a directed energy weapon? Well, that's the thing. We, either I, either way, it, I mean, it's made its way to the fucking streets, or unless this is like some... Well, it it seems like it's made its way to the streets, and that's that's very fucking cyberpunk. Is, yeah, you know, just it's just um Ugh. the dog. Like I'm I'm a fuck you up in your van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like a question. Yeah, I mean, through the pain, I will run at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you're gonna have to like open the door of your microwave the whole way to fuck me up because like I don't know <laughs> what they're using because like I said in some articles it, it's uh it, like. At least one Canadian diplomat in Cuba has also been treated for hearing loss. Like there, there is something that's going on. They don't know exactly what it is. Microwaves can kind of cook your brain a little bit. That's cool, I guess. Whatever, that'll fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But there's also, I mean, I know, I think this has pretty much been disproven. But there's this old story about <laughs> the brown note. There was this chord yeah. that, like Elton John, played in a particular song, and when he'd hit it, people would shit themselves because when you know you have that much bass at a like a concert setting yeah. or something, it's going to affect bodies a different way. Now, I don't know that that's true or not, but I'm pretty fucking sure bass can kill you, like if you do it right. Yeah, yeah. Which has made me start thinking about other things, like so you know, <laughs> Mana syndrome. Like what? What's up? Wait, oh shit! You guys know about the KLF? Who are the KLF? They're like something I can never let go of, man. I just, they're so fucked up and fun. If we we try hard enough, we will become the KLF. I, look, it's, it's, I just, (laughs) well, I, I, the KLF was a art collective slash band. Like, there's a lot going on here. Um, what Bob Drummond was like the fucking manager for um, Echo and the Bunnymen, <laughs> and, and to tie this into New Order in 1980, when uh, Ian Curtis hung himself, uh, thus you know ending New uh, Joy Division, 
Bob, Bob told the lead singer of the Echo and the Bunnymen, you see how many fucking albums they're selling, man? Oh, oh my God, what? Yeah, no, for real. He told him to try to hang himself. Yeah, because he wanted to sell fucking... Yeah, so like, oh. the, the KLF is interesting and well, very problematic in some ways. That's, um, that's some grim yeah. humor. Which, but they, yep. I mean, the, the KLF put out this album called The White Room, which is, it's awesome. It's great. It's a great piece of like techno pop. It um, is basically inspired by like the writings of Robert Anton Wilson, but specifically the Illuminatus trilogy, like all of the imagery and everything that they mentioned in there comes almost straight out of that book. And it's really fucking funny. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of it, you know, they're talking about the, well, KLF, like what does that even stand for? Well, in the book, it was something like the Kalisti Liberation Front. Kalisti is me mispronouncing a Greek word that was on the golden apple that Eris like gave to the gods to, create discord and it basically means to the prettiest one and that's why it fucked them up because they're all egomaniacs and everybody's like killing each other trying to get this golden apple yeah <laughs> so that's kind of you know that might give you a little insight into the way their brains work or not um they went on to do tons of shit like they made tons of money they this trust me i'm gonna get back to why this matters with energy weapons and shit but this stuff's fun <laughs> oh man <Yeah. laughs> they burnt a million pounds like they had cash and they just took it out to some dock somewhere and just lit it on fire. Yeah, and, that's, that's how I that's how I feel about money. Like that's well, they, that, they had this one art installation they were going to try to do where they were going to put like five hundred. They were going to nail five hundred thousand pounds to some like wood, and then sell it for seven hundred and fifty thousand, <laughs> and then use that two hundred fifty thousand dollar profit to buy some real art they said but they ended up not doing it because they just didn't want to provide the fucking like security required to like <laughs> keep people out of their you know uh gallery um yeah. let's see what's some other fun fucking shit that they did well I, anyway there was a story that i cannot corroborate but i remember hearing like decades ago like 20 years ago at least that that jimmy uh okay so there's 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 drummond and then there's jimmy Cotty, and he, he, the story goes that he acquired a failed prototype Nazi base cannon. Yeah, because that's something you do. <laughs> well, sure. you know, the shit, the shit sits all this stuff. Like, come on, whatever. <laughs> Aphex Twin has a fucking tank. No, I'm, I'm not denying that it. You know I mean? I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying, yeah, that's something everybody like. That's something that like. But this, this is. I mean, you can yeah, see this is the, the story. Fuck. No, it's, just. This isn't exactly what happened, but like, so he, he gets this base cannon, right? And the reason why... <laughs> Don, go back. What is, is the, what's the backstory What a way to you? open... Yeah, what a way to open the story. And yeah, what is the backstory here? How does this... The Nazi Auctions. base cannon. Auctions. <laughs> yeah. Auctions. Yeah, explain this. He had, they have money. They had tons of money. See, they used to have a car. And it was like this fucking Ford that they drive around. And uh, like they, they got famous. One of their biggest songs was Doctrine the Tardis, where they basically took rock and roll part two, like that old stadium song by that fucking pedophile Gary uh, uh, Glitter. And they turned it into a, a new Doctor Who theme song and it slaps <laughs> like it's really good. And that was like they made fuck tons of money on that. They also did another thing where they like they just basically took Dancing Queen by ABBA and then they just like rapped in like aggressive scottish over type of uh, over top of the song and then like they basically wanted to they they showed up at they traveled to sweden 
and went to like fucking Abba's studio and just stalked them and just like stayed outside of their studio trying to give them the royalty payments. But Abba didn't want to have anything to fucking do with them or something like that. So what they ended up doing was giving the money to a prostitute and leaving. <laughs> and this is real. Like that shit, that shit done happen. But like, anyway, so he buy they, they, Jimmy buys this fucking bass cannon. And the problem with it is like when you would turn it on, it would kill the user. <laughs> like the operator would die. <laughs> That's the that's the story, right? So he fixed it. He he insulated it. He kind of made it so that it would actually like push a bass wave out or something like or a pulse or something like that and it wouldn't kill you. And uh and he tried it out on a field that was like a mile away. And he fired this fucking cannon off and the sheep like this whole herd of sheep sheep figure heavily into the KLF mythos too, by the way. Um but the sheep the sheep like just take off and then there's like goats there. And one of the goats like spontaneously gives birth and the, the farmer takes them to court. And <laughs> so we hold on. There are court documents then. That, that means this could be, this I, it could be corroborated. I wouldn't know where yeah. to look though. Like I, this is a thing that I really want to, I want to get to the bottom of. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, I know this Man, isn't, this isn't exactly the way this happened. That court case. Well, like all that happened was like the farmer didn't sue him for money. Allegedly. He just said, Hey lads, just don't do that again. <laughs> that's how that's how they settled it because he kind of liked them i guess so anyway what really happened and that's not a thing you can ever say for sure um with them it's like they have they have a book about them that like it's unofficial like you'll never find an official statement or like anything they changed their stories over time too like maybe they misremember it maybe they've been fucking with you the whole time it's really tough to tell so they had like the Ford Time Lord was their car and to replace it because it was just wrecked because they've set it on fire dozens of times and done all kinds of shit to it. As one does. Jimmy purchased two Saracen armored vehicles at a scrapyard for 4,000 UK pounds, right? And then he found equipment in them which he thought could have been used for sonic warfare. <laughs> he has tried to assemble the acoustic gun from internet information he found on the internet installing huge amplifiers and special speakers to cope with the very low frequencies cost him tens of thousands of pounds. This is from like the KLF online website. All right. So the 25,000 watt sonic gun can project sound for around seven miles. And Jimmy annoyed his Devon neighbors by testing it on Midsummer's day, 1996. Jimmy said, quote, I moved to Devon six months ago for a bit of rest, and this is a project I am taking an interest in. I do not see it as music or art, end quote. He said that he aimed the gun away from homes, and it seemed to have no effect on sheep. (laughs) Quote, he was was testing his two audio weapon systems. Those three words are capitalized, mind you. In a field... Near his new home, quote, he alerted people to the fact that he was doing this by setting off some military flares. Then he tested his audio weapon system for an hour for a very select group of scientists and friends. The audio weapon system is not designed to kill people, end quote. (laughs) (laughs) That was from from Melody Maker magazine. All I see is this Uh, dude with signal flares in a field testing out a a boombox rifle. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, okay. So, uh, to read the rest of this entry here, like Cotty first tested it at a wire gig on Hungerford bridge in May, the great band wire in January, Panasonic 
the quote Finnish conceptual techno nutters <laughs> borrowed one of the audio weapon systems for tests on how sonic waves affect the human body at Brick Lake in London. A fax from Mr. Smith, the head of the commercial exploitation and advanced acoustic armaments was sent to the maker. <laughs> it read, quote, the test took place to establish the parameters of the new vehicle solo and in tandem with its sister model, SS9000K plus L. The test featured new software generated for latest commercial client, EXP Limited, and is described by Mr. Cotty as featuring, quote, the ultimate battle between sound and commerce ending in the death of all musicians and their ascension to rock and roll heaven or hell as it befits them. Yesterday, we received communication with ex-government employees who, in the 60s, worked on audio weapon development with an offer of help and some ex-classified equipment. We regret any such death or damage that has resulted from our tests, but there are casualties in every war. The AAA formation attack ensemble will perform, quote, foghorns of the Northern Hemisphere, unquote, as part of an educational program supporting our research shortly. Eh, most of this is probably a scam, but Cotty has very allegedly recorded an album of sonic waves for Paul Smith's Blast First label under the name Triple A. <laughs> the, the album is in the hands of lawyers who are trying to clear some of the samples used on it and remains unreleased until now. It appears to be a Cotty solo project. So got to find that shit. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that's going to be something that's going to be released? Because the KLF have been releasing a lot, uh, re-releasing a lot of their stuff on YouTube. Like they said, Finally. they would. Yeah. So, like, uh, I can imagine them, like, ending that with, like, hey, here's some blurps from, like, the Nazi prototype weapon we reconstructed. Oh, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> they're fucking crazy and fun, man. I, I really, I yeah, just that's enjoy. Nuts. That's something, it, it, oh, God, it's a big reason why I don't ever want, like, Elon Musk money is because I will do shit like this where I'm, like, where's the, where's the, where's the government scrapyard? Oh, Where's, well, the, where's here, the things I own that I should not own? There's like so this this turned into a crazy deep dive, and since this is fun, and I I was thinking about doing like a whole goddamn episode about them, but it, it just it's impossible. Like it, it would just literally be just me reading gags for like two hours. It's too it's, much. <laughs> like there really is. It's too much. Like they did a ton of fucked up shit. Like it's because so there's there's twelve things you never knew about the KLF on uh, ClashMusic.com. Uh, um, number one, many remember the notorious Brits show where Drummond, wearing a kilt, hobbled around the stage supported by one crutch, got the lyrics wrong to his own fucking song, mind you, and ended the performance by firing a machine gun into the audience. He and Cotty then dumped a dead sheep backstage and set off to delete their entire back catalog. They, yeah. they, they were basically, they want to pop at the tops thing and their performance basically when they came out was with this like noise fucking metal band who they didn't even play like just like the song they were supposed to. Well, they did play the song they were supposed to play, but it was like in a version you've never fucking understood or heard before. <laughs> so now many don't know that they also intended to shower the crowd in sheep's blood, but couldn't find quite sufficient quantities. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, number and, two. And, and, wait, hold on to go back. Oh, they, didn't, oh, yeah. they, didn't, they would fire a real machine gun. It was blanks, but it did like they got it. It was a real machine gun, but it, it was, was a real blanks. machine gun. Yeah. It was a Tommy gun, dude. Like, yeah. Or not, it was either it was either a Thompson. I don't know. It, was, it might have had a, just a big ass fucking clip on it, but it was it's one of those things that like when you see it, you're like, wow. Yeah, freaks a lot. That of people would out. not happen today. Yeah. No, I think it was shoot. I like some people because everyone was like, holy shit. Like everyone thought they were really firing into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, but nobody left because it's Britain. Like, yeah, they were yeah, just like, yeah. oh, this is improper. You know, like they just sat there and took it. Uh, 
Number two, after almost accidentally becoming the manager of Liverpool, Rockers, Echo, and the Bunnymen, well, he, he was, though, Drummond became obsessed with Echo being a higher spirit guiding the band. Whereas the band referred to Bunnymen in a playboy sense, Drummond privately thought of them as the scattered tribes that populate the northern rim of the world and are followers of a mythical being, divine spirit, prime mover, who takes the earthly form of a rabbit. Hmm. Okay. That's Echo. Hmm. Echo's a bunny. Sure. Okay. <sighs> so, number three, never wanted to leave an obsession half-finished. Drummond went on to book a tour for Echo and the Bunnymen around the Hebrides. Hebrides? I don't know. And the north of Scotland in the shape of giant rabbit ears. So every stop they went to, it was the shape of a bunny on that tour. Because, <laughs> okay. sure. Fuck, just go with it. Number four. Ever the Maverick, when Sire Records, the epitome of cool at that time, tried to sign Echo and the Bunnymen for a five-album deal, Drummond told head label honcho Seymour Stein that they could have his single and that Drummond himself, quote, personally felt that they, Echo and the Bunnymen, didn't have it in them to record a truly great single. Wait. About his okay. own band. He basically said his own band doesn't even have it in them to fucking do Like, you can have a single and that the band doesn't even have them to... Tr- record a truly great one like he was talking shit about his own band yeah number five well like i dude i it's crazy shit like they are crazy motherfuckers like it there's no there's no through line like so five after joy division singer ian curtis committed suicide and their sales exploded drummond set out trying to get echo singer ian mcculloch to kill himself he then adjusted his aims to getting mac to disappear for a few months before magically popping back out, thus still bolstering sales. Wow. Bill still holding out that Richie from the Manic Street Preachers went for the same ploy. So there's the principal songwriter from Manic Street Preachers is just disappeared one day. And uh, they're a great band. And I miss like that. That's fucked up. That's weird. I don't even know what the hell's going on with that. All right. Number six. (laughs) Drummond became obsessed with ley lines whilst living in Liverpool and believed that there was a cosmic line of energy descended from space that bounced off Iceland before being channeled down Matthew Street in Merseyside through a manhole and then exited the Earth via Papua New Guinea. How many much drugs are involved? Mm, I don't know. Maybe none. Maybe all of them. Probably all of them. I don't <laughs> Probably know. all of them, right? Like, they got a lot of he got they got a lot of shit done. So that's all I'm saying. So he tested this theory by getting Echo and the Bunnymen to play in Reykjavik while he stood on the manhole cover. Nothing happened. Um, yeah. Number seven. <laughs> wow. After oh, oh, buddy, I love this one. Um. Oh God. After founding a digger firm called K Two Plant Hire with Jim and Cotty. They nearly bulldozed Stonehenge on the basis that it either needed fixed up or flattened as unworkable. After looking into hiring helicopters to repair it, they released or realized all the airspace around there is military controlled. So Drummond and Connie decided to have their photos taken with Gary Glitter in front of the ancient site before flying off to the Sierra Nevada to blow all their cash, making a road movie. What? No children were involved. Oh, good. seems important (laughs) to mention with Glitter. With Gary Glitter, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight, <laughs> Drummond was angry that Q Magazine's encyclopedia about the KLF was wrong about him, something that he described as, quote, a pack of lies. It reported that his last name was Butterworth instead of Drummond. Q's Scottish identity panic. It turned out his fame had been misresearched. He was, in fact, born in Butterworth, a town in South Africa, and his mum drove 50 miles over dirt track to get to the nearest hospital. She was a month overdue, and when Bill came out, he weighed 10 pounds, 10 ounces. 
holy shit. What? Yikes. That's Ugh. a big baby. That's a huge fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Number nine. Before Drummond and Cotty allegedly burned a million pounds on the Scottish Isle of Jura. There's footage of this, by the way. Like, they first tried to sell one million pounds nailed to a born in London's Tate Gallery for 750000 So I, I got that wrong earlier. The Tate said that it was a security risk, despite the K Foundation pointing out that they would immediately make a profit of a quarter of a million, which they could use to buy some real art. So basically, they were saying that to the Tate. Like, yeah, yeah you could yeah, just yeah. sell it. And, and then... um. 10. Drummond's second shot at the Tate was in 1993 when they usurped the gallery's Turner Prize Award for the best British artist by offering £40,000 to the worst British artist of the year. Significantly, this prize money was double that of the Turner Award, and in a wonderful piece of irony, Rachel Whiteread won both. In fact, she refused to collect <laughs> the Kay Foundation Award until Drummond threatened to set fire to it outside the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how much they're like just willing to burn money. Like, <laughs> like literally, not just like a dumb shit, but like, yeah, no, we hate money. We're just gonna like, like aggr- this is like aggressively hating. It's money. like aggressively, yeah. And I respect like, that where it's like, no, this fuck isn't it. like I'm gonna buy a car. No, we're gonna just burn it because it's evil. It's putting evil to the world. It's set it on fire. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's how uh, I feel. Well, and then, it could be that, or it could also be uh, you know money doesn't really mean anything to me so i might as well just yeah yeah, i mean uh, like instead of like yeah instead of buying a shitty car they're just like we're just gonna destroy it yeah yeah like Mm, we're gonna end the circulation right here yeah yeah Uh, so now number 11 while it didn't quite qualify as world peace, the KLF did return to recording studio uh, to honor a peace accord struck between Israel's Istak Rabin and Palestine's Yasser Arafat, releasing a limited single, quote, K Sarah Sarah in Israel with the Red Army Choir under the K Foundation name. The duo also contributed a track to the 1995 Help Charity Benefit album under the name One World Orchestra, which became a hit in the war-torn former Yugoslavia. So, wow. they, they're, dude, they're... They do good shit. Like, that's the other thing. It's weird. They're fucking weird. Number 12, finally. Before Christmas, a newspaper advert had promised free cans of lager to those who turned up to the Brick Lane showing of the Watch the K Foundation Burn a Million Quid film. As things turned out, this didn't happen. So Bill and Jimmy made a huge cube of 6,237 cans of Tenant's Super. That's a beer. (laughs) A giant yeah, cube of 6,237 cans of fucking beer. A planned publicity stunt didn't really work out, so they spent Christmas Eve distributing them to the homeless before being bollocked by a crisis worker for being utterly irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I like that, so, though. Like, yeah. That's, that's such a British response. It's just, it's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh, responsible, yeah. but yeah. it's kind of like you're not wrong. It's sweet at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so there's there's so much more about these guys. There's this uh, if you go to daysdigital.com, there's a your guide to the KLF. Um, it has it's like in alphabetical order. I'm just gonna pop off a few of these that I love because uh, I want to I want to clarify. C is for cease. Um, in 1987, the jams. AKA the justified ancients of Mumu, the Caliph's first incarnation released 1987. What the fuck is going on? An album that revolutionized the use of sampling. The pr- 
problem was that all the music sampled was done so without any approval, most notably from ABBA, whose Dancing Queen was used yeah. on, quote, The Queen and I. Ordering the jams to destroy all copies of the record, the band traveled to ABBA HQ in Sweden in an attempt to convince the band to let them release the record. It failed, so instead, they gave their gold record for the album to a Swedish sex, sex worker and burned thousands of records in the Nordic woods. The band huh. later released a censored version of the LP with all of the samples replaced with instructions on how to recreate the original yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't have yeah. I don't have anything against Alba. It's just that's just funny to me. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny like, that they're just like, <laughs> let us release it. Like, oh, what dicks? I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to that, back to that thing that that Brit Awards. Uh, that was in 1992. Okay, that's when he the, the machine gun thing. So <laughs> during their closing performance, it was a version of their hit 3 a.m. Eternal, which is legendary. Such a good um, okay, like stop the recording, go to their YouTube and go listen to 3 a.m. Eternal. That is my favorite. It's so good. It is so um, good. But this version was performed by metal band Extreme Noise Terror. Hell yeah. So um, they fired machine gun rounds of blanks into the audience and dumped a dead sheep at the door of an after show party with a message around its waist reading, I died for you, bon appetit. Those are two famous stories from the night, but they wanted to go further. In an interview with The Observer in 2000, Drummond spoke about his initial plan to chop his own hand off on stage and claim the music business for himself by throwing it into the audience. Having thankfully been talked out of the self-mutilation by Cotty and his wife, who relieved him of the meat cleaver he was planning to use, they they then planned to shower the audience in sheep's blood, the sheep replacing the symbolism that Drummond's decapitated hand would have represented. Oh my gosh. (laughs) However, thanks, thanks to extreme noise terrors, equally extreme, equally as extreme veganism, not to mention a band of BBC lawyers, that plan was also thwarted. So it wasn't (laughs) because they couldn't find it. It's just like, guys, can we not, you know, like just, uh?" (laughs) yeah, man, I I respond these these guys do not sound grounded whatsoever. No, no. Well, they, this is one of my favorite things. So um, you you could be forgiven for wondering. There's this band called uh, Edelweiss or uh, Edelweiss, biggest hit. They had a song called Bring Me Edelweiss. I didn't even listen to it. Um, but it was an Austrian band, and it's like a five-time platinum-selling smash. It's the most successful song ever to be inspired by the KLF's 1988 book, The Manual, the Manual. How to Have a Number One the Easy Way. I don't know if you, you got to look it up. You got to look up the KLF's The Manual. It's like 80 pages. It's how to have like a number one hit in the top of the pops or something like that. And basically like step one is fire your band. You know, it's just like get fucking rid of everybody. So as the title suggests, The Manual is the KLF step-by-step guide to achieving chart success with no musical talent, production prowess, industry contacts, wealth, or any other skill or attribute needed. Just instant musical, musical gratification in its purest, most artistically void form. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Promising. They probably have something to say about Pachelbel's canon in there. Um, dude. Promising, quote, no, no endless wealth, unquote. The surprisingly still relevant, the manual became an almost prophetic artifact of fleeting musical careers, with the likes of Chumbawamba, Klaxons, and the Pipettes all citing the book as having a direct influence on their often short-lived chart successes. Holy shit. <laughs> so you get knocked down, you get up again, you read the manual. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
This isn't like oh, you, you don't. If man. you're reading the manual, it's like no, you do not want to make music. You want to make something once. You want to cash the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. You're cash the fuck out. Like it's yeah. just no. It's uh Okay, so uh, let's see what else do we got here. I'm just gonna fucking pick a rando. Um, Wait, let's see. So, guys, do you think the KLF did the thing at the White House? Are they driving around uh, with sonic weaponry? It sure seems <laughs> like like I'm trying to bring it around to that, but like I don't. It just this idea of there being a weird radiation weapon in the area and possibly even the neighborhood is a little fucking weird. That's you know? actually it's when you mentioned that it reminded me of okay, Puerto Rico had one uprising in its history mm-hmm. against America. It wasn't it was it sucked. It's awful. I cried when I learned yeah. about it. It fucking sucks. Its leader mm-hmm. experienced basically they probably shot him with like some sort of radiation thing because he started to show like rad burns and like deformities and he was very open about like, yeah, this is what the US government's doing to me. And that's what that kind of immediately reminded me of is like, is this just a test for something? Mm. Like are you yeah, guys just yeah. like like eh, that one and then just blast it, but instead of doing it on like, you know, uppity brown people, we're doing it on like, you know, government officials. Which I'm, yeah. I'm all for. Don't 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 yeah. don't shoot radiation at my people, please. Don't, don't shoot it at the dogs, though. You don't shoot at the dogs. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the, the animals out of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 shoot. Like, there's yeah. no, don't, no. They're yeah, innocent. Terrible. They don't. So I'm like, that's kind of reminding Asshole. me. I'm like, if people just fucking around and like, maybe this will work. Blam. Yeah, I think we're way past test stage, though. I think these are definitely yeah. like because they're, they're going after government officials. This if they is, were yeah, just hitting up like, like someone, yeah. What is it they do though? Because I'm like. Yeah, because like, it causes like a hearing loss. It ha- this one guy claimed to get like advanced fucking Parkinson's from it. Jesus. Yeah, I think they're trying to, yeah, I don't know, fuck with the mind in a really bad way. And mm-hmm. hopefully maybe cause a seizure. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully, but maybe they're attempting to like cause a seizure or something. Mm-hmm. Um or just, you know, cook your brain. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, has anyone well, died? definitely want to make it uncomfortable for you yeah. to like, yeah. work there. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think they've gone full on. I don't think they've, like, straight up, you know, yeah. freezer section white castle can I just slider. Say how fucking, can I just point out how fucking surreal it is to be living in a world in which black market ray guns are a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe we're talking yeah. about this. That's a thing. I'm like, yeah. between government ray guns and the KLF, it's kind of like... What's going on, guys? <laughs> what world do we yeah. live? I mean, I know yeah. we live in a world like, where there's what, what, like, well, you know, listen, all right, so, I know, I, I so I'm, yeah, so I know I smoke yeah. a lot of weed, but did I just like <laughs> phase into this weird science fiction reality that I have been dreaming about my entire life? Is that I, what's happening? I don't know. I, it's, I don't know. Like, Patton Oswald has that bit about how like we live in an altered reality. Do you yeah. like, yeah. Like something happened and then suddenly like Bush was president and we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's really all been kind of downhill from there. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Even before even before Bush, like there was like CIA pellet guns full of shellfish oh, yeah. poison. So you know what? It's yeah. like there's yeah. weird shit out there. We were being poisoned by the fucking well, we were being drugged by the CIA, you yeah. know, yeah. back in the fucking you know, it since we're you know what, I can't even there isn't a beginning point to no. all this no. shit, but like, because yeah. yeah. you keep going back further and further and further, and you you keep coming across just fucked up things that we've done in our past, mm-hmm. and all that you know, we being white people, basically, 
um, and mm. just yeah. well, uh, here's here's one of the things that like, yeah, you, the Caliph yeah, you have done for us. All yeah, right, like it, how have they improved humanity? I got it. They, they have improved humanity. Uh, Thirteen years after becoming bored enough with music to disband the Caliph. Drummond became bored with music all over again and decided to make November 16th, one day before the Feast of St. Cecilia, the patron saint of music, no music day. (laughs) For what was described as a five-year plan by Drummond on no music day, no hymns will be sung, decks will not spin, conductors will not take the podium, and many other music-related activities just wouldn't happen. (laughs) Well, while it didn't... (laughs) While it didn't exactly take the world by storm, in 2007, BBC Radio Scotland honored the day by playing no music whatsoever on its stations. (laughs) While in 2009, the Austrian city of Linz took part in the celebrations with the full backing of the mayor as shops, restaurants, schools, and radio stations played no music whatsoever throughout the day. Why Linz, you ask? Well, that's another mystery, really. I don't know. Like, they're just like, are they just like trying to? Be, yeah, like, are they just in on the joke where it's like, yeah, this would be funny. Well, maybe it is to like make you appreciate like music. Yeah, you know, that'd be a, like another way of doing yeah. it. I mean, it's man. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, this is important. Um, in the late '80s, Jimmy Cotty teamed up with a then unknown DJ and producer called. Alex Patterson and embarked on a side project called the orb. Wow. The orb is hands down. One of my favorite things ever. I love them. I love every one of their records. I've seen them in concert twice. It's fucking worth it. It's just, if you don't know, it's like big dubby slow kind of ambient house with tons of samples and shit. Like it's beyond like, it's not, it's not a song as you recognize it. They have those. They've got a few, <laughs> but you know, like little fluffy clouds, but like they got other stuff. It's just this giant sprawling space music. It's fucking great. So anyway, while their later works would take influence from the ambient works of Brian Eno, Orb's first release came with Tripping on Sunshine with a follow-up four-track EP called Kiss coming shortly after. After hosting a six-month residency in the second room at Paul Oakenfold's Land of Oz nightclub at Heaven and various releases along the way, Cotty and Patterson parted ways. Patterson kept the name and the orb lived on going on to pioneer ambient house and, you know, just gifting us fucking little fluffy clouds, man. Like I love the orb. They're so fun. Um, They're very good space music. And I, you know, when I found out, this is the funny fucking thing too. I was a fan of like the KLF and the orb independently. We're talking for like 20 some more years. Okay. Just loved them both big fans, like listen to their music. I didn't find out that they actually like, knew each other until i read that klf book so i was like that that melted my brain i just like sat in a quiet room for a day <laughs> that's awesome though yeah that's always but great. yeah so so great it's like wow shit you guys are fucking crazy um and one of their stranger and you'll love this in one of their stranger collaborations somehow even stranger than the gary glitter, gary glitter song the KLF hooked up with country music icon Tammy Wynette for their 1991 track, Justified in Ancient. Oh, my God. The Stand By Your Man songstress provided standout lyrics such as they're justified and they're ancient and they drive an ice cream van for the track, which reached number two in the UK and US charts, respectively. It's well, despite its success, song. 
possibly the most lucrative, quote, country rave song of all time, Justified and Ancient would be their last official release before retiring the KLF name at the Brits one year later. So this song came out right before they shot up the fucking award show. Oh, it's, good Christ. If you haven't listened to this song, it's go, amazing. Go do that now. It's Yeah, Justified watch- and Ancient, the KLF with Tammy Wynette. Just, yeah, it's... Bonkers. If you go to iTunes Music, okay, to buy this song, it you search for this song, okay, you search for Just Find an Ancient with Tammy Wynette, it will take you to her greatest hits. This song is not on her greatest hits, and in the comments, almost 90% of them are like, why the fuck would I buy this? I came here for the KLF song. I'm not even joking. Like, it's fucking <laughs> wild. I was like... And I'm pissed. I can't get. Like, I think I have it on something somewhere, but like, I it's on. It's got to be on vinyl somewhere around here. But like, it, it's such a fucking weird ass song. Yeah, you can watch the video this on is, YouTube. Like, go do this it. This is '91. Okay, so this was yeah, a lot of like boot scoot and boogie, thumbs in the the fucking belt loop, kind of square dancing and, and like line dancing. Line dancing was really big at this time. Another song that was really big at this time was uh what do you call it fucking depeche mode's personal jesus like that's, <laughs> this is a song they played at line dances you could fucking look on the oh god if you look on they YouTube, didn't understand what that song was about there's nope, like the nope, country nope. cmn the country music network they had like a line dancing show it's kind of like the lawrence Wilk show before the wow. muppets back in fucking 40 oh, years ago wow. and it's just you know people dancing the exact same way but that song came on one time and i was like what is this doing here like <laughs> it's all I can remember. What indeed, they didn't. They did not understand. Like it, yeah. the way this song was made was that they were hammering out in the studio, and they're like, mm. "We need something. We need another type of vocal in this song because it's just not working." They call her mm. just out of like random because one of them just kept looking at the phone, like, and he had this idea, and he kept looking and he kept looking. Eventually, he got up and he called her, and she agreed to do this song because they sounded nice. Yeah, that was it. That's how easy it is sometimes. Like if you like yeah. to collaborate, that's kind of all you have to really do. And I think they were like real fucked up when they like made the call too. Yeah, I think it was like right after a performance or something like that. Like they were they were like backstage and they managed to track her down somehow. Like I don't it's they get more in depth. Uh, it, God, I wish I could remember the name of the fucking book. I will put like a picture of the book up uh, on on whatever it's worth a, it's worth a look mm-hmm. so uh yeah i'm gonna in an in a effort to uh, wrap things up i'm gonna, one more little fun <laughs> fact when drummond is called controversial you know he's gone some way to earn that title in a 2002 exhibition he hosted at liverpool st peter's roman catholic church drummond showcased a guest book which asked visitors the age-old question of is god a cunt <laughs> <laughs> was perhaps <laughs> stolen uh, oh, stole book. in response to his own question drummond said that he would answer no stating possibly sarcastically that quote god is responsible for all the things i love the speckles on a brown trout and the sound of angus young's guitar <laughs> he later retracted his answer in a 2004 interview with the guardian saying that if god was the ultimate mum then we'd all be born through the ultimate cunt in fact my latest thinking is that god is a all cunt in a positive sense Okay. Whether God is or is not a cunt, however, has not been proven. So <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. you make an argument, I guess. I'm agnostic, so I'm like open to the idea. 
you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. entirely possible. <laughs> oh, so thank you for taking a little uh, ride with us uh, through KLF land. Uh, for the three minutes <laughs> I talked about it, energy weapons in town turned into like this. I just like reading about these guys. They're fucking wild. <laughs> this entire like, episode was like a roller coaster of emotional emotions for me. I've yeah. been, I've been many places during this episode. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely yeah. wanted to. We had to do it this way. Oh, it has to. Yeah, we had to leave you with a little pep in your step, as it were. Um, yeah. And uh, just what's better than just that? a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of knowledge that somewhere out there, you know, somebody is shooting up flocks of sheep with. Uh, with face cannons. Face cannons. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. They don't affect the sheep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Well, Bill. I mean, you got it, Bill. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the goat guy got a free goat out of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got a bonus goat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> only took an experimental prototype Nazi gun to do it, but you know what? Something. You know, it, it was that was the only good thing they ever did. Well, see, oh, that's, the thing. that's the thing. That's the one part about the story that, like, it wasn't though. He just went to a junkyard and he got this shit. I don't know if it's a, it was a Nazi weapon or not. Like, it could have been for British. the sake of storytelling. I'm going to say it is. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, right? It's dumb enough. I mean, it's a big cannon, guys. That's a weapon that's away from a Nazi. You're doing the right exactly. thing. Exactly. So, <laughs> and it killed the driver. So that's the plus. I, like the Nazis fired it up and it fucking killed the driver. Like, vibrated the driver until he became salsa. So you know what? I'm okay with it. I just love like this. He said that he aimed the gun away from homes and it seemed to have no effect on sheep. Is a sentence. <laughs> a whole sentence. Right there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so here, let me get my chair fixed a second. All right. There we go. All right. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, hell of a week. Um, hell of an episode. Hell of a everything. All the time. <laughs> Every, always. We got, uh, you can get a hold of us. We have a website, neondystopia.com. It's, uh, it's all things cyberpunk, man. Just go there. Check it out. You'll get uh, more yep. crap like this. Mm-hmm. It's great. We have some awesome writers on there. They're awesome. They're fantastic. They're fun. Um, also, we have a Patreon. And if you uh, have a extra dollar, uh, you want to kick it to us, that's cool. Yes, help please. Out. It is patreon.com slash neon dystopia. And you could just toss us a dollar every month. And for the first few uh, donators, patrons, patrons. Yeah, you're patronizing. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, patron- <laughs> you're patronizing us? There you go. But the first, all. the first few, we got some cool leather patches that mm-hmm. we uh, found, we acquired, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sending them out to you. I'm gonna be uh, trying to send out the first few uh, this month. I don't know when things are difficult mail wise because everything going on, but like I'm gonna be mm-hmm. sending those out. But yeah, if you toss us a dollar, you'll and you'll uh, acquire those as well. We have Twitters. We have uh, yes. Neon. Uh, we have a uh, Neon Dystopia Twitter. My brain is failing as to how to properly pronounce that. But if you look at Neon Dystopia on Twitter, you will find me as direct, puts you in direct contact. And mm-hmm. CoinOps, we ha- also have a Patreon for uh, Low Life. Or no, we have a Twitter for Low Life. But- yeah, we have a Twitter. It's a- Yes. Mm-hmm. Patreon will help the podcast. Yes. But it's not, it's, it's all the same. We're all the brain. same. We're trying to bring you arts, people. Uh, if you find me, if you find me on Twitter, it, it's at, uh, at, L zero W L one F three T H E. 
and uh, I'm keeping it. Yeah, low life the. So hit us up, tweet at us. You know, maybe we could have a nice little fun thread about the KLF. That'd be fucking. <laughs> I, dude, there are musical like rabbit holes uh, that are like very. They're really few and far between. Like you know, typically. Like, I, I don't want to get into it. You know, like, I want the artist to have a life and then come out with the art and then I enjoy the art. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to know what they're fucking doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh-huh. I want a, like, detailed assessment of everything that the KLF have ever done. Because <laughs> it's never just like, well, look at them taking a picture of themselves with this, like, fucking hat. That was an awesome sound. That might be the bass cannon. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're, they're super fucked up. They do crazy shit all the time, and I, I, I'm literally scraping the edge of like their story. Like, there's so much more jacked up stuff, and you know, it's not clear whether they're all good or all bad. It's yeah, you know clear. what? Oh yeah, hey, just point that guys just seem like modern day Mavericks. You yeah, know? Well, and if we could acquire this cannon and just point it at Modi, I would be pretty happy. Perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 way to tie it all together. What, if, what if he spontaneously <laughs> gives birth? That's the kind of. <laughs> Oh God, we'll have a oh God, I don't want a mini Modi. Oh, oh God. All right. Not so the that's it. <laughs> Not the mini Modi. <laughs> Double. 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 Double.